Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, December 27th. Can't thank you enough for joining us. Darius Butler, Dan Orlovsky, AJ Hawk, the boys are on fire, and we can't thank you enough for being a part of this and letting us be a part of your day-to-day. If you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Here we go. Couldn't wait to get back into Saturday with the boys here on this beautiful overreaction Monday. And there's a lot to talk about. I had a chance to watch all the games yesterday from beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Oh. Yeah, I got a chance to go out there with the family a little bit, enjoy the holiday. Had an absolute blast. Shout out to everybody we saw out there, whether it was at the MedMen or out and about around town. You all are incredible people. And the games yesterday kept us on our toes, but it wasn't just yesterday. It was also Saturday and Thursday. There's right. a lot for right. us to address Uh Let's dive right into a toxic table at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Two polarly different wow. reactions mm-hmm. to the weekend. Ty Schmidt on Christmas Day. Old Aaron Rodgers delivered us a super boost for us to ride into the evening with incredible happiness. Now, whenever we speak about Devontae Adams becoming the, uh, he and Aaron becoming the all-time leader in touchdowns as a duo in Packer history, catching his 66th touchdown, and then Aaron Rodgers obviously breaking uh, Brett Favre's record for touchdowns thrown as a Green Bay Packer on Christmas Mm -hmm. Day in Lambeau. I thought to myself a little bit, you know, the Devontae anytime tud, Green Bay Packer money line is a parlay. Super boost. It hits. Shout out to Chuck, by the way, dropping it in our mm-hmm. ear holes last <laughs> Wednesday. Like, hey, after what I heard Aaron just say, uh, I think I know these guys a little bit. That feels like a lock, right? That's what we're going with. It was absolutely Chuck. So we get in there. We get hot. I honestly believe there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers was going to throw his record-breaking touchdown to somebody other than Devontae. Mm-hmm. Just because he, I'm going to take that ball. I home. need that ball. And yeah. then I'll throw the one to Devontae. Hey, Devontae, you keep that touchdown. We're in that thing together. I wouldn't be surprised if he was that cerebral and thought that much ahead although Lazard made an incredible play oh yeah to get the record breaker but even more so in the conversation should be this not only are the Packers you know on their way to lock up home field advantage through the playoffs congratulations just like last year here we go here we go boys and now every team in the NFC although some have some question marks will have to probably go through the incredibly cold in wild and windy Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, with cheesehead surrounding. Not that they wouldn't travel, but it feels like that's where we're headed. What is going on at the end of these games? I love Aaron. Okay, mm-hmm. I absolutely love Aaron. I love the Packers. I love that team. And maybe it's just because it's Christmas. But whenever you talk about the Cleveland Browns, and although there was a lot of hype around the Browns going into the season because the way their you know team was set up, the roster was set up, Baker Mayfield was going into basically a contract-deciding type of year, here we go. They just won a playoff game last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, now is the time. We're in a much different conversation piece around the Browns now. Odell Beckham Jr. obviously gets traded out to the Rams. Hey, Scores their touchdown Ooh, yesterday yeah. in a clinching Boy, in a clinching win for the Rams against Minnesota. Matthew Stafford threw three picks. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What's that all about? Bad ones. What's that all about? Chucking it. They know. clinched playoffs, but what's that all about? I don't know. Still a little Detroit intimate. Scene. That was in. Oh, oh, perhaps. 
Especially when he plays the NFC North. Yeah, because he went back into Minnesota, maybe, and he drank from the same water fountain he once drank from as a lion. It was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Today, let's turn over a blocking ball. (laughs) Screw it. (laughs) Maybe that's what happened. They got in there, whatever the case. But whenever you go back to the Packers beating the Browns, the Browns are a good team. I think we all agree with that. Now, in the weekend with COVID and everything they've been going through, Chubb's in the backfield, whatever the case. They're going to have to decide on Baker Mayfield's future. Once again, Baker has won for Cleveland as a quarterback, won a playoff game. They're still in the playoff conversation. They almost beat the Packers on Christmas somehow. Mm -hmm. He made some devastating mistakes. But why can't the Packers bury a team, Ty? I don't know. It does seem like it's kind of been like this for the last few years. Is like they... They need to get up by like two touchdowns, uh, two touchdowns and a field goal because for whatever reason, they don't really step on teams' throats. And granted, like on Christmas, Devontae had that uncharacteristic drop where, you know, it was a third down early. Yeah, exactly. And if he, if he catches that game's over right there, we don't have the whole, you know, next drive where they might be driving to, to kick a field goal and win. But it did. For whatever reason, like it just looks so disjointed from what you watch of them in like the first half, like when the offense is firing all cylinders. It seems like late in these games, at least the last couple weeks, like the play calling is just really vanilla. It's kind of like they're almost just like, all right, let's just get the hell out of here. Let's win this game, however it's we Christmas. can. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We want to go spend time with our families, but Bye. I mean. Shit, Baker throws four picks. Like they, they should have won that game by you know three touchdowns. Like it, it really it, felt like that as I was watching. And we had the super boost as Packers money line. So as I'm watching this whole thing unfold, and I'm a little bit, you know, I'm on some heavy vitamins. Sure, right? sure, sure, Arizona. Okay, yeah. it's Arizona. Yeah, I fucking love Arizona. By the mm-hmm. way, <sighs> gorgeous. Okay, now I had to get rid of all the vitamins before you come back to Indiana and get on a flight because I don't want to be George Young. But the ability just to walk into a MedMen over there and say, oh, what am I going to do today? Ah, let me do $250 worth of myself here with my wife. (laughs) It's the holiday, and I'm watching that game. So I'm in incredibly good spirits and moods. You know, there's beers being drank. Tim McAfee's a beer stomp, so there's some German beers he's drinking up there. I mean, it is. But I'm watching that game on foot. I'm like, wait a fucking minute. Are the Packers about to lose to the Browns? At Lambeau, they did not. Defense made some incredible plays. Right. They end up winning. Congratulations to the Packers. Good luck on it. Can't wait to chat with Aaron tomorrow. Yeah, here we go. Good win. Took a lot of notes on the game. Can't wait for that. Now, on the flip side, speaking of a team answering and stepping on a throat when they had to, the Buffalo Bills yeah. go marching into Foxborough and march on Patriots' throats when they had to. Now, Josh Allen can sling the rock, and it's great to see him when he's playing well. There have been some games where he wasn't playing as well, and he was missing some throws, but when Josh Allen is on, which has been the majority of this season, the majority of last year, it's why he got the deal that he got. Side-arming, shaking people, wiggling folks for a first down. Yesterday, he went for 378 total yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions in Foxborough. And shout-out to that defense, by the way. Poyer, Hyde, all the boys (laughs) getting some big-time stops. Maybe making Mac Jones a little bit rattled to miss some throws. Mac missed some throws. His pinpoint accuracy is something that everybody has uh, heralded as the greatest uh, of a young quarterback could have, Mac Jones. And he has proven it, I think, time and time again, both in college and in the NFL, that he has the ability to... What's it mean when you're like uh, anticipate? He has the ability to anticipate where guys are going to be. He has the ability to put the ball in places. He doesn't make mistakes normally. There's been a couple here the last few weeks where, you know, hands to the helmet against the uh, Indianapolis Colts when somebody comes out of nowhere like Darius Leonard. Then against the Bills, there's a couple misses late. Now, that's going to happen. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, congrats, who just won the NFC South. Tom Brady was furious late in that game. They were up 50 against the Carolina Panthers. (laughs) Carolina Panthers. 
I mean, they have no idea what's going on yeah, down there. Nah. And uh, Coach Matt Rule, who we have met, I have met. Has he ever been on the show? Uh, maybe once. Maybe what is that, Baylor? Yeah. He's on the show. He, he gives, he's just a football guy, whatever. They, we know Matt Rule. And uh, everybody has always said, like, they got it figured out down there in Carolina. It's good coaching hire. But they're just rolling through players. They had, I mean, I mean, Darnold. I mean, Darnold threw like a 60, 70-yard uh, completion in one of his first plays whenever he extended to the play. Then they had Sam Darnold in for the red zone for a couple plays. He doesn't do well. They put Cam in. Cam gets sacked. And then it just feels like it's all in disarray. And Coach Matt Rule afterwards said, just like I've been telling him, boys you know it took jay-z seven years and he had to start his own agency which many had label for him to have any success which what, what i wish matt rule would have said is the bamboo tree oh yeah, yeah. That's you know right. like hey yeah. you plant seed you have to water it you have to water it you mm -hmm. might not see and we just got blown the fuck out by the buccaneers in a uh nfc south championship clinching game we did that whole thing and they got he he made a, a reference and put him in any deeper spot but as long as you win nobody give a fuck about anything that you say rule knows that tepper expects that i don't know what's going to happen there in carolina it didn't look like tampa was that like worried about the game no. at all and tom was pissed yeah mm -hmm. tom was yelling at teammates yelling at coaches i mean there was hey we're playing playoff time i understand this carolina panthers team is a high school football team looking right now yeah. mm -hmm. but we need to get this little tightened up they blow them out they censure that whole thing but whenever you're talking about the buffalo bills putting the patriots away man and tampa once again the reason why i even got onto the tampa uh, panthers game they got shut out a week ago yeah. Okay, Tom Brady, a veteran-led offense. Now, a couple injuries happened at poor timing with a, a defense, you know, that is very good at potentially taking advantage of the situation. The Saints have been the Achilles for the Bucs, but just one week ago, they were shut out. So you can have bad game. Mac Jones can have a bad game where he misses some people or their offense isn't on, and he can have a bad couple weeks. He's a rookie or he's a quarterback in the NFL. That's going to happen. But the Buffalo Bills answer him. It was 2014. I think they answer. Yep, they go right 26. down. Then it's 26, and uh, Patriots score oh again. Yeah, drive right so down. So now it's like, hey, Josh Allen, you're in Foxborough, Buffalo Bills. They know what you have to do. You have to go do it. And on that fourth down play where mm -hmm. Josh Allen rolls out and gets the first down with a little wiggle, that was a massive game, I think, for the Bills. And they won't say it publicly, and maybe they haven't even thought about it. But being able to answer the Patriots in the Patriots' home with the AFC East basically on the line, I thought... I thought that was fucking huge for them. I thought that was big for the Bills. I think Bills Mafia should be very pumped about that because there was a lot of conversation of, hey, when the game matters, you know, whenever it's late in January, whenever the games matter, will the Bills be able to play a style of football that can beat the top of the AFC? Yeah. Patriots were considered back in the top of the AFC in a style of football that could potentially get the Bills later. They fucking answered. Mm -hmm. They got to win. Congrats to the Bills. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it stinks for Connor. Sure. Right. It, does. it absolutely stinks for you guys. Still... You know, going to be in the playoffs probably. Still going to get in a wild card. Be a problem for whoever the fuck you got to play. But that was massive for the Bills. And maybe, you know, an official pass of the baton yeah. for the AFCs. Because oh. last year, hey, we stink. Right. Bill Belichick was even yeah. saying. Worst mm -hmm. team ever. Hey, we stink. Then $160 million in one day, get a young quarterback. All of a sudden in Foxborough late to basically decide who's going to be the, the champs. Passing of the baton. Now I'm hearing on the Greg Hill show this morning. Oh, okay, yeah. up there in W E E I up there. Sure. You got some Bostonian calling in saying that quarterback. Mm -hmm. Quarterback. And that's how I knew they were from Boston saying everything seems to run through the bills over there. Yeah. Your thoughts as a Patriots fan watching that, and is that what the future looks like? Josh Allen just wiggling, shaking, and slicing and dicing the Patriots for the AFC's championship for the next 15 fucking years? Oh, Connor? definitely not the next 15. I mean, Josh Allen's unbelievable. I mean, the throws that he made yesterday, Isaiah McKenzie looked like 
Tyreek Hill running around in the uh, secondary. So we'll see. I'm not that worried about it. Our over-under for the year, pal, is nine and a half. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're going to beat the Jags next week at home. We'll, they, we'll get back. They are so bad. <laughs> the Jags are so bad. They're so oh, bad. So God. bad. And, and by the way, I think Zach Wilson literally ran a 7-1 touchdown uh-huh. yesterday yeah. for 90 yards. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I tweeted that he run a 4-2 because he was pulling oh, away God. from guys. Wild. And then once you watch it closer, it was on a, it was on a smaller TV. There's no way Jets Jags is going to make it on no, a big no, no, TV no. in anybody's house outside of the diehard Jets or Jags fans. Oh. And even then, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, don't, I think they're not even watching it. He Four players on the Jags quit on the play. It was insane. So when I was watching it on a smaller TV down at the bottom, I saw him pulling away from people. I wasn't examining the effort being given. Jack's players just quit on that. Oh, now, no. Zach faked, oh, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kenny picketed. He was yeah. going Ooh, out of bounds and did it back in there, and the NFL is going to have to review that because some defensive players are saying, like, hey, we're supposed – not the Jags players. But no, no, no. Jags no. players laid off before right. yeah. it was even close. But other players that try and are on good teams and are superstars in this league, they were saying loudly on the internet and retired players, loudly, like, hey, if quarterbacks are going to keep fucking around like this, we will – yeah, take out. their heads off. Hey, yeah. we will yeah. if we have to. So that'll be something that'll be talked about with Zach or whatever. The Jags are terrible. Terrible. Horrible. And, and that is, you're still putting shit on film. I hope everybody That's down right. there knows. And there has to be somebody down that building, and I understand that it is in disarray. It has been in disarray. Jim Caldwell getting an interview down there. Uh, Doug Peterson getting an interview. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Good luck down there, boys. Good luck, yeah. gentlemen. Jim Caldwell back in the head coaching uh, search circuit, which is good for him. I enjoyed being a player on the team that he was on. He won in Detroit. Yep. Period. That's what he should say. Yeah. He's too humble. He, in his first year as a head coach with the Colts, went through the Super Bowl. Uh, then Peyton has the neck thing. We lose. We have no players. Yeah. Full turnaround, get him out the hell out of here. He goes to Baltimore. I think he's their offense coordinator. They win a Super Bowl. Then he goes to Detroit, wins in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Not enough, though. Oh, get no. him the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he has no personality. You know, he's always so boring. Yeah, he's yeah. just the guy. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's just the guy you want. And then he's just kind of been out and about. And we hadn't heard of him. I assume he's just golfing because he had coached for a long time. He's coached a lot of great players, has a lot of great relationships. I saw him at Robert Mathis's. Um, Shrinement. No. Shrin- yeah. Yeah. Ring of Honor Enshrinement, I think is what it's called. And I was talking to him. I'm like, Coach, how are you? And he follows along. Very nice. Shout out out to the coach. He follows along. I said, you don't want to be a head coach anywhere anymore, right? And he was like, why do you say that? I was like, well, your name is never really brought up, and you were able to fucking win in Detroit. And and nobody's (laughs) been able to win in Detroit. He was like, "I, I think I would, actually. I wouldn't mind getting back in there. And I was like, oh, okay. So you, how come we're not talking about this or whatever? He was like, hey, you know, I just... We'll see. We'll see how it all goes. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get on the air then at some point. <laughs> and I'm going to say that you want a head coaching job again. Is that accurate? He goes, yes. I, I think I do. I do miss it. I do that whole thing. And he didn't want to give me like, uh, uh, these are the places I want to go. Right. or This is what I would want to do. But it feels like Jim Caldwell definitely interested in getting back into head coaching. And if you look at his resume, like actually look at it, as opposed to just the memes of somebody who doesn't have uh, personality or doesn't get too high or too low, is business. Like, hey, mm-hmm. listen, we're trying to win fucking games here. I don't know what you want me to do. He is... Is a guy I think that should warrant 
a lot of conversations around there, especially in the recycled head coaching league that we're in right now. There's either, hey, I'm going to get the new upstart that I'm going to hit on or not at all. Yeah. Or I'm going to hire some coach that's already been in there that knows all the bullshit that is going to come with being a head coach alongside a coach in football. So I hope Jim Caldwell get, and good luck out there. Now, Jacksonville stinks. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go Very out bad. of retirement. Whoa. You know what he's doing? And he did not tell me this. I'm just thinking aloud for a lot of people. Doug Peterson loves the visor game, though. Great weather down there. Yeah, Jim Caldwell is an incredible guy to bring people together, has a lot of relationships from being around. Whatever the case, they're not going to hire them before tomorrow mm -hmm. or before next week. No. Yeah. So I think the Patriots are going to – the Patriots have the Jags, you said? No. Yeah, we have the Jags next week at home in July. So the Patriots are going to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And Mac – you know, one of these games, two of these games, it's good foundation building for the future for sure. of that young team. But, man, I thought it was a big day for the Bills. Speaking of big day, the Chiefs. Oh, oh man. Boy. Holy shit. My God. It's amazing that you three, you know, are in this particular studio yeah. with me because this is a big storyline. coming. Aside from Dallas, absolutely fleecing the football yeah. team. Yeah. It wasn't even big close. Time. I mean, I hopped on a plane to fly back here during yeah. that game, and I get one game you could follow along on your phone. Mm -hmm. By the time we got up to ten thousand feet, that shit was yeah, twenty over. went up. I think it was yeah. already. I think that yeah. shit was already over. I'm yeah. like, what happened? Then you're seeing, okay, they tried Trayvon Diggs first series. Mm -hmm. Okay, had him running a go route, basically. Wild. It basically led him. Mm -hmm. He was the wide receiver on that particular yeah, play. He would have got a touchdown. Then I think Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence. Then yeah. they blocked. I mean, they blocked the punt. And how you're not supposed to block pump, by the way. Field goals, you block up. Okay, so when you're trying to block a field goal, you block up because you're trying to get into the trajectory. You just got to hope there. For punts, you go down. You're going to the foot. That is where you're trying to go. Because up here, there is little to no chance of you getting it. That ball is going to somehow skirt around you because the ball has eyes in punts, it feels like. They're blocking punts with like this. <laughs> I mean, they had Washington had no fucking chance. No chance. They had no chance at all. So aside from Dallas, congrats, Dallas. Yeah, good win. I like Dak flexing on too. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Oh, you motherfuckers were talking yeah. about a slump or yeah. whatever. I didn't say that one fucking time. Nope. And they came out. They needed that. I think Big Mike McCarthy was having a field day with the refs and everything. He's good win on Sunday Night Football. Jerry Jones had to have loved it. Now, ratings might be done, Jer, so I don't know if he'll love that because how big of a blowout yeah. it was. It was tough to turn that game on late. Tress Way tried to hit the Jumbotron late. I saw that game once we got ours. saw that punt live once we got home. Got a lot of tweets about that. I think Tress is an incredible punter. Hey, Tress, you hell, hell of a career out of Oklahoma, I think. Great athlete. Incredible personality. Any punter in the NFL can hit that thing. Oh. The Jumbotron. Mm -hmm. uh, I think. So Tress was just kind of doing it for I, everybody. They were down 35. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, I, I mean, I would. He's incredibly good. He's been around a long time. He'll be there for however long he wants to be there because of how good he is. Got a lot of tweets about people. Tress is banging the ball. trying. To, it's like. Like we could all hit that if, it, like, for instance, it became a thing whenever that Jumbotron came in there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a thing because they had it too low. Remember, Jerry spent all this money out of his own pocket to build this new Jerry world. It's huge. We got this. We got this. We got this. First game in there, all the punters were just like, that's going to have to move. That is in the way. <laughs> like, no, no, it shouldn't be a big deal. We did the science. They actually were telling punters, like, no, we actually, we did all the measurements, these fucking people, you know, who know everything yeah, all Jesus. the time. We actually did the measurements or whatever. And every punter that walked in there, from the punter who has no brain at all, just choose tobacco and just spits 
I'm fucking hit that thing <laughs> to the smartest, most technically sound punter. Look, I'm gonna hit that thing, and then somebody bang it. Then they change the rules. If it hits it, it's a replay of the down because at one point people were hitting it and the game was still going. So that ball's coming straight down off of that thing, and it was it was a night. Then they raised it, and it did get to a height in a place where if you're you have to try to hit it mm -hmm. where it is. Anybody can hit it, but you gotta mm -hmm. go you gotta for go it. for it. Yeah. So we were a directional team. So there was a time late in the game we were down in Dallas. That was a game where I, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. first series I threw away. Uh, Chuck. Yeah, I, I, I threw Absolute it. seed. Yeah, well, I think so, too. Yeah. Ball, was, <laughs> ball snapped from the 18, I think. You know, we had fourth and 12, first series of the game. You know, incompletion there is tough to rebound. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> that is tough to rebound from. But there was no – I had no – Thought that there was once again we did that eighty times in practice. The ball was caught every single time. You put it right on him. I mean, we win the game probably. We go down. <laughs> instead, they score there. They score the next one. They score again. They score again. There was a point in the game where it was a blowout. We were getting killed, and I did try to go for it, and I fucking missed. I just I missed hit it. It was a shank. It went out of bounds. I was uh. like, ah. And everybody on the internet, oh, this fucking guy trying to hit the jumbotron. What ass? That's exactly what I was trying to do. <laughs> exactly what I was trying to do. I kind of felt bad about it. But that's what it turned into for Washington last night. Mm -hmm. They got absolutely fucking killed. Yep. Good for Dallas. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, good work. Good for Tress. I, I wish Tress would have just blasted that thing. Would have been awesome for the football team, for Tress, for punters. Because not often do you get in a situation where, oh, this NFL game does not matter. Yeah, I'm right. in a position where I'm not going to get cut. And I, I wish he would have pounded that thing. But let's get back to the Chiefs. Okay. What they did to the Steelers. Today, the conversation in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can't imagine. I can hear it from however many miles, 500 miles away. I don't know how many miles, 400 miles away. I can hear in every holler, down by every crick, at every single Italian stop in Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin fucking stinks. Whoa. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, send him to the glue factory. Why do we not give Naj the goddamn ball? Well. And if we give Naj the ball, who cares? Because we, we play pretty bad defense out there. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even fathom what Pittsburgh is doing right now. We should be complimenting the Chiefs. Congrats to Patrick Mahomes, who has now become like 24-1 and one or something like that in November, December, yeah. and January. Oh, Some sort of ridiculous stat where he just is, yeah, 26-1. and one. Pretty good. A lot of numbers out here, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A, lot, a lot of them. A lot of numbers 15. out here. 26 and 1 in games in November, December, and January over the last three seasons. Uh, 8,104 yards, 60 touchdowns, 13 interceptions for an overall 104.6 rating. Shout out to Jeff Kerr, CBS, for this. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. He's also won 26 straight games in November, December, and January. So once again, the conversation about Patrick Mahomes having a bad year when he's like top three in uh, passing, has a receiver who's top five in receiving yards, there are 26 straight wins, and this whole thing was misguided probably all season yeah. long. Mm -hmm. And it might have been, been uh, ignited and, and fueled by Jackson Mahomes doing yeah. Jackson yeah. Mahomes yeah. shit, who yeah. we have not seen, by the way, which is good news for that stat probably yeah. to continue. But... I think all of Pittsburgh was hoping for Jackson Mahomes to come out there oh, yeah. and do a little whirly bird with the terrible <laughs> yeah. towel before that game. I think everybody in Pittsburgh was hoping that Jackson Mahomes will go out and literally spit right on Mike Tomlin's face, who's been masked up, by the way, oh, yeah. for the right. last three weeks. My mom said it's because he's so fucking embarrassed he doesn't want to show his face Whoa. with what this Steelers team is. That's what Sally McAfee said. Come on. Sally, by the way, normally pretty positive. Yeah. 
publicly about everything in front of a lot of people yesterday. That's why he's got that fucking face mask on. He's embarrassed by this goddamn team, wow. the way they act. Might be real. Mike Tomlin might not necessarily be thrilled. He talked about strongly disagreeing with something with Ray Ray. Last week, Chase Claypool, things in the past of Juju. I think Tomlin has remained Tomlin through this entire thing, but Yenzers don't want to hear about it. Yenzers are fucking done with him, done with Ben, done with the Steelers, and that's strictly because this is a Monday after they lose. <laughs> Diggs, how does this turn around for the Steelers? How do you see the future going? Congrats to the Chiefs, but what are Yinzers thinking? We're about to take a look into it right now. It doesn't turn around. <laughs> there it is. Tomlin maybe should be coach of the year, though, for getting this fucking team to seven wins. The so? Chiefs, we should not give them any fucking flowers for yesterday. They should have wow. potentially won by 50. You win by 26 to this team, you should be fucking oh, embarrassed. Geez. <laughs> geez. I mean, it turns out the age-old saying of, you know, you win the trenches, you win the game is true. They have... A fucking terrible offensive line. The injuries to the defensive line. Teams are just moving up and down the field. I mean, it is a fucking embarrassment from start to finish. I mean, they were they were ten point dogs going into Kansas City yesterday. I mean, it was it was going to be a bloodbath the entire time. I'm just, the Chiefs should be embarrassed. I I actually won by twenty six. I actually Christmas watched weekend. that game yesterday, and I, and I said, "Oh, the Chiefs have no fucking chance to win any games in the playoffs." So that's what I took away from yesterday's oh, games. God. And Tomlin should be coach of the year for getting these fucking this team to seven wins. So I feel like Diggs echoes the sentiments of a lot of people. I don't know about. You know, the whole chief slander in the middle of your team stinking. I don't know why you need to bring Kansas City into this. They've won 26 straight yeah. in December, so I don't know if there's any reason for you to pivot and point one finger. Because remember, when you're pointing one yinzer finger, there's three yinzer fingers pointing right back. And I, I appreciate the fact that you are saying they should have won by more and self-handicapping and all that. But... Watching Tim McAfee and Sally McAfee watch that team representing Pittsburgh yesterday mm -hmm. was awesome. Just so fucking disgusted. <laughs> you know, because it was a 4 o'clock game. It was really the only reason uh, why we didn't fly back. At now, congrats to the Raiders beating the Broncos. Yeah, big win. And if Richie Bisaccia wins two more games, he has led that Raiders team who have been through a lot yeah. and put themselves through a lot we're not saying that they could potentially sneak into the playoffs so that game was happening congrats AJ Cole hitting a game winner I believe AJ no Carlson Carlson Cole's the oh, punter Carlson, Carlson. Carlson. Yeah, yeah. sorry about that second in a row both absolute studs yeah very very good congrats and Seattle was playing Chicago and in massive oh big name teams or who gives a fuck neither of these teams are going to make Fair the playoffs right. so it does not matter yeah. uh, Seattle was manhandling Chicago early by the way and then we like, manhandled the fuck Right back. <laughs> then the Bears came back. Victory stakes for Z. Now I might have extended Nagy another season. Yeah. You know, Whoa, no, 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 against no, no, Seattle no. in Seattle in those conditions. Snowstorm. Here we go. You guys, the boys showed fight. They came we're back. Building they were building up big dick Nick's fucking resume. That's all we were doing. Okay, well, whatever the case, congrats to Chicago. But whenever you look around that game, the four o'clock games, do we want to get home for the Dallas Washington game? Or do we want to watch these? So we, me mostly, made the decision, we'll fly back during a Sunday night football game. Mm -hmm. Smart. Dallas, at that point, Dallas had already won. Uh, I believe the NFC yeah. East had yeah, already uh -huh. been decided. So it was like a good, we got, we're going to not be able to see a full game because the internet on a plane, good, not good enough to see game. It's no. an airport. So we decided to stick around for the 4 o'clock strictly because Chief Steelers and my parents, big time Steelers. Now they, 
They love the Colts for eight years. They still like the Colts. They live in Indiana, that whole thing. But in Pittsburgh, it is different. With this, It really is. And it's hard to describe. But in Pittsburgh, the Steelers are a lifeline. They are a moral, um, morale, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. morale ultimator. Okay, wow. how the Steelers are doing is how high morale is. How the Steelers aren't doing is how low morale is around Pittsburgh. Always been that way, always will be that way. So if you're from Pittsburgh, there is some tie to the Steelers. That is why you see the Steelers fandom as big as it is. And the reason why there's a Steelers bar in every single city is because all the steel mills, mm-hmm. you know, Hell as yeah. those things continue to spread through the the country, they're like, hey, we. We need some of those hard-nosed, dumbass yinzers to come out here and just do the work for the rest of America. So, you know, Pittsburgh has birthed basically the rest of America, and you're welcome. But those Steelers fans remain true because it is really a part of the day-to-day in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin understands that anytime you hear him speak about it. I think the Rooney family has a fan base loyal to them Uh that every other owner looks for. But watching... That team that is literally a representative of the entire city of Pittsburgh in a spotlighted way, in a fashion, in a sport that could be represented by Pittsburgh people. You know, a physical Mm -hmm. fight, hard nose. Watching Tim and Sally watch the Steelers get blown out by the Chiefs yesterday. Oh, I felt so bad. It was heartbreaking. Such a it was a holiday. Yeah. They were just disgusted. They were like, this is not what I'm fucking doing for the next 10 years. I ain't watching this team, and I don't think they're the only ones. Just to hammer your point home, I did the same thing. I had to make the decision. When do I drive back from Pittsburgh to Indianapolis? I chose to do it during that game so I could listen to it on the radio. I did not want to see it. I knew I would be disgusted by the performance, and it was sickening to listen to. Well... I'm sorry it sounded like a horror flick there, but it was it was just as bad watching. Oh yeah. Here's a fun fact. They've uh they've led only more than three teams this year, and it was it's the fucking Jaguars, the Jets, and the Texans. You guys stink, yeah. yeah I mean the first half bad the first half differential, what was it, like hundred and fifteen to that nine? Oh, yeah, I thought nine. it was nine. I yeah, thought it was the might nine. Be. Worse than NFL history. Oh man. I don't know. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Is there any way they actually move on from Tomlin, you think? Is no. there any way? I, I don't know how you could. You can't. They just re up them. I, yeah, I don't know how you could. Pittsburgh's calling for it though right now. Oh. there's gonna be Yenzers that call for it. Last year they lose to the Browns in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got loud. Yeah. yeah. Then this year, especially because it's Cleveland, this year with the way the team has had some ups and downs, and then there's moments where it's like uh first down and a two minute like people in Pittsburgh do not those TJ Watt kicking his agents out of the way. Going in and signing his contract extension. That is like Pittsburgh fairy tale yinzer fodder. Yeah, need it. But it happened. TJ says it happened. Sure. Keyword fairy tale. But all of Pittsburgh, like those are things that Pittsburgh loves. Mm -hmm. If you're showboating or Mm -hmm. celebrating and it's affecting our happiness, get the fuck out of here. And it's been happening for a couple years now, right? So that is how yinzer's old. Versus Yenzer's new. There's a lot of Juju fans. There's a lot of Chase Claypool fans. Chase Claypool made a couple massive plays, by the way, early. Yeah. Thought they were going to continue to feed him. Made some great catches. I was like, here we go. Ray Ray McLeod gets a lot of the off. <laughs> that, the, that position was built for Juju. He got hurt, what, the fucking second week of the year? Well, well, well it's not his and fault. And that yeah, fucking right. coordinator, blame Canada. Can't adjust his oh. offense. He's like, well, yeah, I was going to play. I was going to call these for Juju. I mean, might as well do the same thing for a guy that hasn't even been in the fucking on enough. 
Anyways, that's how it is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Rest in peace to the Steelers. Yeah. Congrats to the Chiefs. All right. Good run. Uh, speaking of the city we're in right now, the Indianapolis Colts, what they did to the Cardinals after that Super Bowl hit for the Green Bay Packers, I'm pumped up about. Carson Wentz had to make some plays oh, yeah. late in the game. We'll talk to Darius Butler in the next hour. Can't wait to chat with him. His big state uh, statement on the Colts last week and what a lot of people are saying about the Colts is, hey, Jonathan Taylor in the MVP conversation. Had another 100 yards with, like, four replacements on the offense. Yeah, of course. Okay, his vision, his power, his speed, everything about him just radiates greatness. And we are very lucky that Jonathan Taylor is the pivotal member of the Indianapolis Colts offense. Now, you lose Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly yeah. and Eric Fisher what? and Glowinski. Glowinski out of West Virginia, by the way. Yeah. He don't fuck around. Yeah, Good tough beer. son of a bitch. He is tough son of a mm. bitch, that guy. And Chris Reed, you lose your entire offensive line. Two of the top 100 players in the NFL of the offensive line, by the way. You think to yourself, oh, they're a key of this best rushing unit in the NFL by far, by the way. By far. Jonathan Taylor don't give a damn. The backup nope. offensive lineman came in and moved some bodies. Let's go, Colts. Let's get this win. But whenever you think about the end of that game, Carson had to make a couple plays. Yeah. Carson made a couple plays. Yeah, he did. It's couple plays by Baker weren't made. Uh-huh. Couple plays by Carson were made. Does that mean anything for what will happen next week? No. But I think Frank Wright gave him a game ball afterwards and said, hey, Chris Ballard, great roster. Here's a game ball for you. And also, end of the game, a quarterback that has been talked about not being needed on this offense because of the way our rush game is, because of Jonathan Taylor and our offensive line, because of how good our defense is, even though he's getting paid $100 million, and he once was the MVP talk. He was the guy. Just a few years later in a brand new home, has had to kind of take a back seat he has had to kind of take a back seat mm-hmm. and just let the game kind of flow through Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor and that offensive line are an incredible combination of great. I mean, what they do is awesome. His cuts, he pops through, he breaks through. He's going 23 of the top five fastest recorded speeds. I don't know what Zach Wilson was clocked at, but three of the top five fastest speeds are from Jonathan Taylor because of that offensive line. Carson Wentz had to make some plays. He did. Good on him. Good on the Colts. The Colts are going to be a tough team to fucking see in the playoffs right now. Yeah, and them shutting down Kyler Murray without Darius Leonard. Like, the fact that the Cardinals only scored 13 points, they also were missing their best player on defense. Like, you have to have a lot of faith in the Colts, and that's why if you're the Bills, you do not want to see the Colts in the first round because you know that run game and that defense is traveling to Buffalo pretty damn well. EJ Speed, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a, he was special teams yeah. stud yeah. for two, the Colts. Two tuds this year. Two blocked punts. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Tuts. Yeah. So I'll block it and I'll go get it myself. He is special teams captain, I think. He played for Darius Leonard. Yes. I saw Darius Leonard put out a tweet mm-hmm. because Baldy, uh, Brian Baldinger did a breakdown mm-hmm. of how Speed played. It's like Eberflus got those boys flying. Yeah. And they talk about that culture. And that culture is, hey, what next man up can happen. Everybody is kind of locked in. Everybody's working. That's why the special teams unit – Normally pretty good mm-hmm. uh, for the Indianapolis Colts under a Chris Ballard-led roster um, build because he's got depth in there. Now, do we have enough superstars at key positions? T.Y. Hilton scored a touchdown. Let's go. Yeah. T.Y. Michael Pittman Jr. jumped over a guy. Let's go. Um, Naeem Hines is still unbelievable. Still, still doing it. They paid him. He got paid some money, mm-hmm. and he's a backup, I guess, to Jonathan Taylor, but he's also a slot. He's a returner. He yeah. is a lightning rod for the team. Pascal, I don't know if he's hurt or back. Whatever the case, that Colts squad, fucking ready to go. Yeah, dude. they can go. Cardinals might be dead, too. On yeah. The flip side. Uh, yeah. Cardinals might be dead. No hop, I guess. Is that the big thing? No hop? No. Yeah, but they were struggling like- before. 
Yeah, I but their entire, their entire, yeah, it just feels, it feels like last year whenever you would have to live bet Kyler and feel uh-huh. like, hey, are they in or are they not in? Looks, How'd that happen? They went backwards. He that, looks very pouty recently. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, oh, Pouty's an interesting way. I mean, I guess it is the right way yeah. to describe but it. But just like, you can tell like the, the swagger he was playing with before he oh. got hurt for that extent, you know, he missed, he took like two weeks off and then they had to buy like. He was a different player then. He doesn't look like the same. What guy happened? Now. And maybe it is D Hop, but even like uh, uh, God, the running AJ back James, James Conner. Oh like, yeah, he you yeah. know he had what like eighteen touchdowns. He was leading the NFL in touchdowns, and then like the last three four weeks, he's just completely absent too. Like they just feel like a much different team. They can't stop the run. Like is it all because JJ Watt's not out there? Because I saw JJ oh. talking to Prater. Oh yeah, and <laughs> yeah. hey, remember Matt Prater has told us he has no idea why the ball goes where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> Yes, yeah, there are some guys. By the way, there's some guys that kick like Boz is another guy. Boswell, who I've talked um, both sober with and intoxicated with, has told me the same answer every time. I'm like, hey, how do you hit that ball so pure? You know, because he's hitting 50 yarders down at Heinz Field like weekly. Boz, and I think he missed one uh, because Kansas City was like. I think they had like 30 mile or Wendy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like Wendy, he had a new holder too. Shout out to uh, Presley Harvin. His father passed away. On. Uh, shout out to Presley, shout out. by the way. T's and P's. Godspeed on the way back. Also, shout out to that punter, uh, Waitman. Yeah, Corliss yeah, Waitman. Bomb of the ball. Bombing. I had no idea who the fuck he was. He looks smooth too. Looked I like mean, slash out there. I mean, catch. He's yeah. He was number. Uh, yeah, he was number ten. Nice. He had good catch, good flow, and was bombing like 30 mile an hour. Wait, I. That dude needs to be somewhere. Was he on know. a practice squad? How did they? Yeah, last year. Yeah, He was very good. I was very impressed. But, Boz, I asked him. I'm like, hey, how do you hit that ball so pure? Because in those windy days, now granted yesterday, I mean, it's kind of debunks that. But in those windy <laughs> days, the, the, the more up and down you see a ball rotating, okay, like such. If you see a ball start going like this, the wind has more to hit. So that thing will eat it. So whenever you see it, like Justin Tucker, for instance, when he kicks a ball, it is just end over end, perfectly hit. It cuts through whatever. He he absolutely murders it. Daniel Carlson on that game winner, if you see it against the Broncos, it's in Las Vegas. And you have to go, you have to attack the ball to hit a ball pure like that. So in those big moments, in those game winners, you see some guys miss and some guys make. I honestly believe the guys that miss are the guys who have second thoughts. They're like, ah, I'm going to try to guide it in. I'm not going to. So the ability to kind of free yourself from that and swing as if you're trying to fucking kill a ball, knowing that the future of your franchise is potentially on the line is amazing. Boswell has that same trajectory. Now, he lost it for one year, but I asked him a couple of times, I'm like, how do you do it? He's like, I have no idea. I just kind of swing at it. And we asked Prater. We're like, hey, your ball does this fucking slice thing. Now what? Uh, it just started happening one day. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what he said. Yeah. And those kickers, the ones who just have the ability just to be like, I'm going to go. So JJ talking to Prater, which I appreciate. And I bet you Prater has great, probably a great relationship with JJ. I think we've talked to both of them. We assume they are... They do get along. Prater, mm-hmm. I feel like, gets along with everybody. Yeah. JJ, same way. I don't know what they were saying, but I would like to think that JJ's like, hey, you're going to get it back, man. You're, you're going to be okay. We're going to need you or whatever, which is normal standard lingo towards a kicker who has missed one early in a game, might need you later. And Prater responded with, what if it doesn't, though? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, what if it doesn't come back? Because I don't think Prater... I don't think Prater operates by like, oh, I need to take a better step yeah. this way. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. It's just like, hey, I'm going to murder this ball, and it's going to go through those uprights. That was one thing, I guess, that did affect the Cardinals, obviously, that changed the game completely. No D-hop, no everything. I'm worried about the Cardinals. They were a team that I really enjoyed watching, too. And in the NFC, especially with the way the Packers are going, 
I guess the Rams are getting wins with Stafford yeah. throwing three picks. Yeah. Bucks. Rams the, kind of feel like the Bucks a little bit from last year. Yeah, but I don't think Tom was throwing three picks. They, they get a win. They shouldn't have won, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they should not have won that game against Minnesota. And Odell Beckham, by the way, hit a gritty with a little bit more. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. It was like a long. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, yes. He was going like, yeah. I mean, he was going like a good two yards each. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Now, they're both from LSU. I assume they both know mm-hmm. gritty directly right yeah. pretty game fits too but that was a much different that was a much different gritty than we had seen from justin jefferson you know the justin jefferson one a little close like it you uh-huh. know close yep. yeah odell was kind of triple i mean that thing was, he made some grind yeah. while he was going that was, I, might have been like, like a, I like justin's better well uh, i'm See, a I feeling guy odell honestly. was you know just the old dog teaching the young pup a few new tricks about mm. how to gritty yeah and by the way let's not let's not get it twisted Odell Beckham Jr. has been dancing on the internet for a long oh, time. Yes, he has. At a high level. Yes. Very high level. Very high. Before TikTok, Odell was crushing dancing uh-huh. on the internet. So I was just interested to see that. And by the way, red zone threat, Odell Beckham Jr. I love that McVay, you know, down the red zone, third down plays, you have to get creative. You have to create space. Everybody hears down the red zone, it gets tighter down there. You know, there's a lot of teams bend but don't break. That's their actual philosophy. Like, hey, you're going to get yards, but we're going to hold you to three instead of six because when it gets down here, you're not going to be able to find windows. Sean McVay blatantly making Odell Beckham like the red zone threat, whether it's him running or fades or whatever. I think Odell probably loves that. Like, hey, I'm going to get touchdowns. And I have special plays. I'm cool with Cooper Cup being the focus of everything whenever I'm not in there. Matthew Stafford can't be throwing three picks in his no. own end zone, in his own end zone, basically. But you're right. Maybe that team goes. Jalen Ramsey. Remember, Jalen, the perfect heel. He's a dog. Uh, he's unbelievable. The perfect heel. I got COVID. Nobody fucking text me. Nope. <laughs> All right, don't reach out. I don't want anything. I'm back. This morning, he said, if you don't watch the games or watch film or haven't played, I don't give a fuck what you got to say. Because <laughs> this morning, all anybody's saying is, hey, Jalen Ramsey's the guy. Jalen Ramsey's the guy. He's played every position for the Rams. He has stood people up in a hole, straight up like Oklahoma drill. Mm-hmm. He has floated over humans and made plays. He has picks. Jalen Ramsey with Aaron Donald in that entire squad, that makes me believe with what I think you were trying to say. That's championship defense. Oh, yeah. Vaughn? Can the offense figure it out? You know, can they have a mistake-free game? Can they be able to go without Woods? Can they go ahead and make it happen? Maybe. But what we're saying is the NFC is going to be tough, and there ain't no time for the Cardinals to get out of their slump. you got to figure it out now. you got to shit or you're going to get run off the pot early in wildcard weekend. Especially with some of these other teams that are coming on in the NFC who are starting to, like, play the— Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys, mm-hmm. the Eagles. Like, the, you know, I hey. mean, like, yeah. It's, it's the boys. There's some teams that are playing their best ball right now, and the Cardinals, like, you know, shit, I wouldn't want to play the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs. How about the Philadelphia Eagles, by the way? And we'll get to Coach Sirianni in the second hour. Mm-hmm. Hey, Gardner Minshew's asking, how can I become the starter? And Coach Sirianni's responding, bro, we are fucking, we've won yeah. seven of the last eight, okay? I mean, thank you for what you're doing. But that's not going to happen right now, Gardner. What we need you to do is sit down and help us figure out how to make Jalen even better than he already is. Because Jalen... It's a shame to say he's basically a rookie, but, I mean, last year was yeah, clusterfuck. Yeah, fuck. he is. And he still only played, you know, a few games at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. This is what next year's going to look like for Justin Fields, hopefully, right? Ooh, That's what everybody's yeah. hoping in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Like, although Justin Fields will not be a rookie next year, everybody will be like, kind of, though, with yeah. what was going on. Mm-hmm. With what was going on in Philadelphia last year, I don't think we should. It should count as an accrued season. Okay, for his pension. Right. Sure. All right, but yep. it's not going to count in the judgment of Jalen Hurts, I don't think. He... 
He's playing. Yeah, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith. Lane too. Johnson's catching touch. Nice. Yeah. Jalen tried to throw that ball, by the way, through oh, yeah. Lane's hands. Mm-hmm. And Lane freak athlete goes, ha ha! Give me that! Costanzo used to pitch for them to throw a ball at the crossbar every time we are in the red zone. And Costanzo wanted to leak out. And he's like seven foot tall or whatever, bigger than everybody, and just go get it. Some of those big guys, especially a tackle, whether they used to be basketball players or whatever they great athletes. Yeah. A lot of fat guy touchdowns this past weekend. Yeah. Look for that creativity to continue to grow. Lane Johnson, freak show athlete out there. Well, and poor Gardner, he's he's asking this question because he looks across the fucking field. He's like, Mike Lennon's got six starts for this fucking team this yeah. year. And Jake Fromm starting. Just real quick, before we get to a break, we'd be remiss to say. Josh Johnson got a start yeah, uh-huh. yeah. for the Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Balled out. Looked very good. Played against Colts earlier this year while you were there. But, yeah, looked very good. Jelly Burrow. Yeah. My <laughs> God. Let's get to a break. We're back in four minutes. This is the Pat McAfee Show. Overreaction Monday, December 27, 2021. Got to talk about uh, Joey B, Baltimore. Other than that, I think we hit everything. What a show. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills. Or on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so... Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Lasts a long time. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's oh, right. Dingers. Downtown. <laughs> Bingo. Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. F- free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Us now is a man that you will see on every single show on ESPN from now until the Super Bowl. Former NFL quarterback Dan Orlovsky. What's up, boys? Hey, I watched the morning show. Is that like your room? You know how they all have like their rooms that go in? Lauer had his. Uh, You know that? Is that like your room over there at ESPN? (laughs) Hey, Dan, when you get six minutes in between ESPN hit. Can you lock the door from your desk? Yeah, is that your room? Is that your room? Oh, come on. You say Matt Lauer, dude? Yeah, Yeah, from the morning morning show. show. Come on. Uh, Mitch uh, Kessler. No, this is. This is. That morning show is in New York. I'm now in Bristol. I just got to Bristol. 
I don't know, 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. So um, this, this is just a normal room in Bristol. Okay, so this is the standard Monday for you. You go New York at the pier for get up, first take. Then you hop in a car, go to Bristol, Connecticut, and then now you have NFL Live prep and NFL Live. Is that every single day for you? Uh, every Monday. So I go from my house in Connecticut into New York, do the shows in New York, either get up and first take, then in a car up to Bristol, and then NFL Live here, and then Bristol home. Yes. Man, thank you for your service. Thank, thank you, Dan. Thank you for your service. Hey, man, I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't been on since, obviously, the big news for you you and the boys. So congratulations. Obviously, incredible accomplishment, and, and I've shared with you, completely earned. So no. just wanted to pass along my congratulations. Well, we thank you, Dan. Thank, thank you, Dan. And we miss Dude. you around here. You know, Dan, you have been... It's uh, because you don't have me on enough anymore. You don't. I, I beg to come on. I got a social media peer pressure you to allow me on your show. So yeah. Well, none of that matters. But but the thing about it is, we are thankful you're back because you're always great on this show. What happened was, you see, there was a little thing going on. You know, with a lot of money at stake. I didn't want anybody to get any credit for anything, you know, that <laughs> wasn't warranted. And I didn't want to put you in an interesting position because you are one of the faces of ESPN. And when I say thank you for your service, I'm serious. You were on our TV basically all day, every day. And now we're in flashback season for Dan Orlovsky. You know, we're doing a lot of flashing back, which is fascinating what we're flashing back to. But it seems like every team that is good right now you called. What a year. What a year for Dan Orlovsky. Dan, how are we feeling about how the season's shaping up? It's been a lot of question marks. I don't know how you got everyone right, dude. I don't yeah, know how you well, did it. Well, when you say every team's going to be good at some point, you find the ability <laughs> to go back in time and point it out. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm riding high in the Colts one. Um, that, that was a pretty good pretty good pick. A little, a little bit was that just, you know, rolling the dice and getting lucky on it, but I also said some stuff that was rather relatively inaccurate as well. So. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, don't be don't be surprised by it. But. <laughs> hey, Dan, what about the uh, what about the Arizona Cardinals? Kyler Murray, like, are they broke? Are they going to figure this out? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, I think they're broke. I, I think the like so when JJ got hurt, I thought it was a really big deal, and and obviously that that was kind of the week that Green Bay went out there and beat them very much so hands tied behind their back, but. They ran it with their tight ends on the field, and I thought that was going to be kind of a blueprint to, to attack Arizona's defense because it just minimizes – A.J. knew this. It just it minimizes their blitz package when you do that, and that's kind of the strength of their defensive unit, and teams just kind of have followed that. And then DeAndre got hurt, and when, everyone, when DeAndre got hurt and everyone was like, oh, they could still win a playoff game, I was like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins is at worst the third-best receiver in football and arguably the best, right? He's in that conversation – I just don't understand how – and that offense is completely built around two people, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. So to lose one of them was enormous in every aspect of their offense. And so I think they're struggling to find – because the reason A.J. Green went over there and played so well because they were asking A.J. Green to be like the third receiver who had like four catches a game. And then, you know, Christian Kirk was so good because it was like, hey, run deep for – eight plays a game and will hit you twice and it becomes big plays and same with Rondo Moore. Now everybody else's role has to become better and different on the, that pass catching group. And I don't think that those guys are ready for that or capable. And I don't think Cliff's ready to, to handle them the right way. And I think Cliff's game management right now is so bad. I have no oh, idea. Shit. 
I have no idea how you kick a field goal on third down the other night. I, I need I, – I, why not run an offensive play and then kick the field goal on fourth down? Um, but to kick the field goal on third down made absolutely no sense to me. So well, I, I you're think- going to need an onside kick either way. Let's at least keep this thing alive as we're in. We can throw a well, longer ball than we can kick. But kick the field goal on fourth down. Like run an offensive play on More third time. down. More time. Tick, tick, tick. Shit. Tick, 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 dude. Now, I didn't expect that from you for Cliff Kingsbury, both backup quarterbacks. I thought you'd be very much on the... No, his, his game management's bad. But that's always been his MO. Right now it's bad. Oh, jeez. I didn't, expect I didn't expect that out of you, Dan. Yeah. I honestly did not know that. I should have been paying attention closer. But the things that you support, yeah. by the way, we are also very yeah. supportive of, I believe. All of the things, like the Colts, for instance, we're very excited about. We'll get to that. The Cards, I was a big fan of Cliff Kingsbury. Still am. And the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, sure. But there's some stuff happening that make me think about last year when they were very inconsistent. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not a time for that to happen. No fudging way, you say, they can win without D-Hop. You might be 100% accurate. Another person that we are very positive about around here Matthew Stafford hey old nine he threw three picks yesterday still clinched that team defensively stacked offensively you lose woods but they still got a lot going on what are your thoughts on Stafford LA and how this season ends you know him better than anybody I think that is speaking yeah. into microphones on a regular basis I think he has all the talent in the world I think there's nothing to worry about but three costly picks in a big game on the road even though they win people are pointing at as maybe being a problem of the future I don't give. I couldn't care less about those interceptions yesterday. I just. I, I couldn't. Um, Ten o'clock start to that team. It's Christmas weekend. Like they're all traveling. They just came off like three or four. Those aren't excuses. They're reasons. Um, oh, suck it. They dude. just. Yeah. They just came off like a three or four week stretch of absolute COVID insanity of who's playing, who's not playing. So one of them becomes picked. I don't care. Here's the thing. Like. The Rams, the, the biggest question of the Rams, and it's a fair one, is can Matthew Stafford play the best four-game stretch of his career once they get into the playoffs? If he does, oh, yeah. they got a chance to win the whole Super Bowl. If Whoa. he doesn't, yeah, then I think that the that the Green Bay Packers can beat them, the Bucks can beat them, the Cowboys can beat them, sir. But I still think that the way Sean has gone back to their old-school offense, um, you know, putting Matthew under center protects their offensive line a little bit. Odell looks fantastic. Uh, Sony's looks really good. You know, if Cam Akers comes back, that's enormous for their offense. So I, I, here's my thing, dude. Every I think the thing as I sit here week 17 is I think Kansas City's the team to beat in the NFL. I think they've earned that right. Um, and then every other team has got flaws and issues that you can go kind of go after. And if they the, the team that gets the hottest and stays the healthiest or avoids COVID it will probably be, have the best run in the playoffs. That's football, baby. So what about the Packers? Are, are your worries for them like special teams and defense at times, or, or what else? Um, I'm worried about the Packers in relation to their ability to stop the run and nickel defense, which is oh. kind of the same story that it's been for three years. That three That's years? really gotten bad over the last like four or five years. weeks. Uh, uh, last four <laughs> or five weeks. <laughs> I, I can hear you guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we're clear. Yeah, I think the last four or five weeks, it's gotten a lot worse. Um, now, I think they're going to hopefully get healthy with Bakhtiari and Jair and Zadarius. But, you know, if like that's the thing is if they run into a team like, candidly, like if they run into a team like the, the 49ers or the Eagles that unapologetically is going to run the football and, and slow the game down and steal possessions, like that's going to be somewhat of an issue for that team. And so 
I think that would be like if, if they get knocked off. I'm not overly concerned about the special teams, but if they get knocked off, I, I think it would be because of that. I think special teams might be a problem, too. They seem to have it locked up here this past weekend, mm-hmm. but that is a big deal that can lose you a big-time game if you don't get it figured out. We're talking to Dan Rolovsky, the authority on football at ESPN. Go ahead, Tone Diggs. Dan, you left Josh Allen out of your top five. My question to you is how dare you? Wow. Holy yeah. shit. What's that all well, about? Uh, Diggs, it's not a question. That's a statement when you say how dare. Well, I guess that is a question. Um, There's a question mark oh, at the end. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know yourself. if I. I don't know if I somewhat don't regret that. Um, but so here's here's how that all went down last week. It was top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I did not put him in there. He obviously was the best player in football yesterday. So you know that doesn't that doesn't um, you know swing amazingly, especially specifically when Stafford throws three picks this weekend. Um, but I love Josh. I've been a big believer in Josh, um, whatnot. So, but I'm not changing my top five right now. That's the top five. And I, if Josh has to be at six, uh, I'm okay with that. Who is it? We got Aaron, Aaron, um, Tom, Patrick, Matthew, Joe Burrow. Oh, no Dak. Joe Burrow had a hell of a weekend for you immediately. Dak? Well, Dak just threw for, you know, I think three tuds, four tuds, four uh-huh. yards. He hasn't, he hasn't played a good game. Yesterday was his first really good game in seven or eight weeks. They he clinched, was very, dude. very good. They won the NFC, dude. What are we he even? Was very, he was very good yesterday. Washington's defense was atrocious yesterday. Dak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you sounded like there. Man, that was awesome. So the, what about Carson Wentz in that top five? Did you yeah, see him yeah. with the Indianapolis yeah. Colts making some plays? Yo, real talk. Honestly, honestly, because if if Aaron makes that throw that he makes, the, the game sealer to Michael Pittman, that's the first thing that you lead your show with on Tuesday. It's all over Sports Center for like the past 48 hours. But since Carson Wentz makes it and no one likes Carson Wentz and he sucks and all that stuff, Whoa. we don't get to – it wasn't even on top 10. This is your day. business. not my. Hey, that's yeah. your company that you worked for, not ours, dude. We put him in – we put him in our top Talking ten. Yeah. We did our, we did top of the hour. Look, Carson Wentz proved everybody he can make the plays when you have to make them. Now, hold on. I so I just I want to I want to get clarification for this. Yeah. You put him in in your you know leading the hour top ten stuff. We put we don't do that, but we yeah. we did a top ten plays in the office and Carson. I think it was number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number three, I Dude, think. We did a top ten in the office. So he does show that on air for us. It's on the drive. We yeah, don't have credit. Right? By the way, you guys got rights to all – hey, you got footage rights to all these NFL things, and you guys choose yeah. just to yell at each other on there. I, I mean, if we, if we could do it, we would – we would put it up right here, right now. We can only do it in the office. Yeah. Can't do it on show because something called, you know, DCMA, cease, desist. We will take your entire company down, which That's happens. Right. So this is your fault. Why don't you guys give Carson Wentz any credit? Because he's had to. Dan, he's had to swallow. He's had to swallow his ego a lot this year, I think, which is not easy to do, by the way, for an yeah. NFL quarterback, especially one that was MVP, getting paid a lot of money, trying to prove that he was fucked in his last place. This is my new home. This is how we're going to go. He has had to completely swallow all of that, right? He has had to swallow all of that with Jonathan Taylor being the guy. And it's yeah. been proven. Jonathan Taylor rushed for 100. We're undefeated. This way it's going right. to go. He had to make a couple big-time plays for that team, and every mic'd-up session he's in, hard knocks, seems like he is just the guy over there. I love him. I don't know what you're well, talking I, about. Get out of your coastal elitism, Dan. I love him out here, dude. Oh, I, well, I have I have text messages that, um, you know, you know, there was moments where I don't know if that love was as strong as it is right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> different tone. 
New information. But, uh, yeah, what's the different time. <laughs> this is an accumulation of information. Yeah, you know? That's right. <laughs> Dude, I, I think I think the dude's proven that he's back. I, I actually think that the game that he had on Saturday night was the best when it came to playmaking, decision-making since 2017. I think it was like a very much so a pivotal moment for him, dude. And and I think it'll be very interesting to see how he handles success. But dude, you know how I, like I'm I've always rode with Carson Wentz. I think he's back to being a top ten player. Yes, at that position, absolutely. Top ten. It's very nice because we had him in our yeah. as well. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Dan, you just said Josh Allen, best player in football yesterday. Should I be worried as a Patriots fan then going forward with Mac Jones or no? Um, I don't think you have to be worried. I think um, that. Uh, what I would say is um, I, over the last three weeks, we've seen that there are some issues with the Patriots. Like they got to play on their terms. They've like got to play with Jeez. their ability to dictate to the other team who they're, how they're going to play. You know, when they fall behind, I don't know if you feel confident. You can't feel confident that, okay, we're down 10. Let's go, boys. Like, we, could, we can get right back in this because we're so explosive. When they don't play to their characteristics and they have some of those drops and they have some of the penalties and then – they fall behind. I don't think they're built or explosive enough and their identity is good enough to kind of make that comeback. So I don't know if it's like concerned, but it's a real thing and it could be the issue that knocks them off. I still think, again, I still think they're very good. Um, I'm not overreacting just like I didn't overreact to wow. Indy beating them and just, I didn't overreact to, no, I'm not an overreactor. No. Um, you know, Monday, nah, never have been. Uh, I, I think, I think New England's still really good, but they got to play on their terms. And they can't fall behind like some of those other teams are capable of kind of making up ground. And they don't have the ability to erase some of their other flaws. Dan, you're just saying I react. Okay, I don't ever react. That's how I am every single day, right? That's what you're saying? Yeah. I'm a reactor to things for sure. Oh, yeah. And I'm a, I'm a, a long picture guy, big picture guy. Yeah, yeah of course you are. Let, let's talk about the big picture here. Because Mac missed some throws that he doesn't normally yeah. miss. Okay? Yep. Missed him a little bit. His anticipation, his accuracy a little bit. Last week, the Buccaneers get shut out. Why does that happen, you think, sometimes? Sometimes there's just days where you're off and you just got to hope that it's not an important day. Why do you think that happens? Yeah, I think matchups are part of it. You know, like the Bucking, the, the Saints are not a good matchup for Tampa Bay. It just gives the style that they play with their coverage and their rush. Um, when you build a game plan and then throughout the game, multiple guys that are the focal points of that game plan go out, it's really difficult to adjust. Like, I, I, I build my game plan, and, and all these plays are built around a guy like Leonard Fournette. Well, those plays are gone. And, well, these plays are built around guys like Chris Godwin. Well, those are gone, and then the situational stuff is gone. And then, well, that play's built for Mike Evans. Or Mike's a big part in building that play for a guy like Cameron Braith. Well, Mike's gone. So it's just like you slowly pick away at part of your game plan. So that that's part of it. Um, and yeah, I think you just have off days again, you know, you guys know that football is so connected and like we talked about the Cowboys before the Cowboys looked incredible. No, they got a couple first downs when two or three first downs allow for nine more play calls, so to speak. So it just builds in a rhythm when you, when you're not getting that, you don't have any type of rhythm as a play caller. Okay. Josh Allen got a couple fourth downs where if he didn't get it, the Patriots probably win yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is an interesting thing to do right there. What you just chose to do, especially at ESPN, in which you have to talk about the Cowboys every day. Yeah, dude, it's nauseating. <laughs> hey, what about, hey, Dane, what about Dak, though? You said if, if Matthew Stafford plays four of his best games, they can make a run. Don't you think if Dak plays four of his best ever, the Cowboys can make a run? Big Mike? What? Yeah, I would absolutely say that, yeah. Uh, I, I think that the, the most interesting dark part for me about Dallas, AJ, is like, I think that they have the scariest unit 
in the playoffs more than likely. I think they're five pass rushers. You know, just I don't know if I would have a a really good plan for how to block those guys. Probably at the top of the list would be Micah Parsons. Like, I don't know how you would plan to handle that guy. And that would be, like, the scariest part to me is, like, if Dallas gets up 10-0, man, and you get into those ab- obvious passing situations, dude, it's a wrap. If those 94, 90, and 11 stay healthy, it's lights out. So, yeah, if Dak plays really good, yeah, yes. If, like, that offense, because of their talent, uh, should be able to kind of go and control games. But for me, like, it was all about their tempo last night. Like, I just thought they were much better with their tempo at the line of scrimmage, no huddle, never allowing the defense to adjust. So, yeah, I think if Dak has his best four-game stretch, because of the way their pass rush is, they, they could go. You a Kellen Moore guy? I love Kellen. Hate Dak, though. Is he going to get a head gig soon? Mm. I don't hate Dak. <laughs> Sounds like he's I'm yeah. I was just, I'm, I'm just reacting. That. I'm just reacting. No, I'm just being realist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Kellen will get a head coaching job soon, yeah. I think, Jim Caldwell, you know, too. Hey, Jim, I love Jim Caldwell. I think you do as yeah. well. I'm happy his yep. name's getting back in there. All he's done is really won. Doug Peterson getting back in there. And I think uh, we're talking to Dan Orlovsky, who just said, if I was playing against Dallas's front five, I don't know I'd be able to come up with a plan to beat him. Are you getting into the – remember, what was that, two years ago? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Your name was getting thrown into some coaching stuff, and then, okay. you know, there were some other – are you thinking – They can start interviewing today, right, Dan? They, they, if, they they've already inf- yeah. if they've informed their coach that they're moving on, they can start interviews today. So that's Raiders, oh. that's Jaguars, mm-hmm. and that's any other team that – Congrats, may- Dan. Dan Orlovsky. I- Dan. Dan. I can't yeah. – I cannot stand – I can't stand how seamless AJ no longer literally calls me by my name. It's just—it's not even said with a hesitation or smile. Well, in his head, you are Dane. I just don't understand. Is Um, is Coach Dane Orslovsky going to be something that happens or no? God, Uh, I I hope so one day. Like I've always been outspoken that I want to coach one day, and you know, if it's the right place, right time, the right people, yeah, I would love to do that. Straight to head coach, I, or do you want to be a coordinator first? That's no, I, I would want to be a head coordinator for or a coordinator first before being a head coach. I would want to do it the right way and go to a place with a good quarterback and all that stuff. What about the sleeping on the couch for like 10 years? Uh, yeah. yeah. What about all that Earn stuff? Stripes. You know, like in the coaching ranks. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a reality, but, you know, I think one the, the negatives are kind of countered by some of the positives. I've got friends that have kind of made that transition because they were missing some of the impact and kind of the day-to-day difference. You know, the, the television world, there is a there are some, some days that are relatively similar. Like, I can only go break down run game, you know, so many different ways, right? And where uh, the real-life coaching aspect is a little bit different. So, I don't know. I love television right now as well. So, I, I kind of like the, the balance. But, right, like I said, right place, right time. I would do it for sure. Chicago Bears going to need somebody, huh? That's oh, right. Dano oh. and Justin Fields. They're going to revamp. You want to know who I think? You want to know who I think the Bears should call first? Let's hear it. I don't know if he's ready yet, but I that that's only inside information that like I think uh, I would call Nathaniel Hackett first. Okay. Oh, over there at Green Bay. I, by the way, I don't know if that about Irving. to Chicago. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Urban Meyer also potentially yeah, available. Him a call. Even though they're keeping the entire thing. What? Turn the whole place around? Yeah, yeah. he's got experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. turn it around. That's for sure. Too many colors. Oh, I get what you said there. You're talking about the chopas. Yeah, <laughs> what, what do you got, Tone? Chopas. No, you said you wanted to ask Dan a question. Did you already ask? Yeah, Josh Allen. Uh, do you? What about Ben Roethlisberger? He's dead. And everybody's just watching it happen. Is that say, like so? When well, as yeah, a why is anyone surprised? So as a wrestling fan, as a wrestling fan, okay, 
and I don't want to tie this together, but I'm going to. As a wrestling fan, some of the olds will come back and wrestle. And you have these high regards for these olds and in the memories. All the, then they get in a ring and Father Time has done what it has done to every single human. And you see some things you go, oh, I wish I didn't see that. Oh, that's going to be, oh, I'm going to remember that person right now on. I can't believe that's the case. Ben Roethlisberger currently potentially going through a similar like thing in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh will always hold Ben in high regards because he won a couple Super Bowls. But I think time's going to take a little bit. That whole place is under heavy scrutiny right now. And they're still in the hunt. They are still in the hunt. They lose T.J. Watt. They get blown out by the Chiefs. The Chiefs win 26 straight in December. It's loud in Pittsburgh right now, though, Dano. What's the future look like there in your eyes, you think? No, I don't think this season has any bearing on anybody's opinion of Ben Roethlisberger. He's a Hall of Famer and one of the best to ever put on that uniform. No one cares about what Eli Manning did his last year. We all remember Eli Manning for his Super Bowl runs and his clutch play. So, like, no one's going to care about what Big Ben has done or not done this year. He's a Hall of Famer. Lock it in. Congrats, Like I said, one of the best ever. Congrats, Ben. Here in HLF. First ballot. I think probably one of the better coaching jobs we've ever seen from Mike Tomlin. I mean, anyone who thought. Hey, here we go. Hey, that was Tony's take as well, Dan. I agree. No, but anyone who thought the Steelers were going to be good this year, that is on you. Um, because the writing was on the wall. Bad offensive line. Ben couldn't play at a high level anymore. The secondary lost important pieces. They were completely dependent on their defense being incredible. And they've slowly lost some of those aspects, and their defense hasn't been incredible. So they're a below-average team that, with an above-average coach, has kind of flirted. They're not getting in the playoffs. They are not a contender. Oh, um, they're just uh, a, a team that doesn't have a bright future. And I, oh, they're going to have Pittsburgh. To, Jesus. They're going to have to draft a kid in the first round this year, I would imagine. Like, it, it, okay. what, I, Go get A-Rod. A-Rod's not going there. Whoa. Thank you, you know? Dan. Where do you think he's going, Dan? Who are you talking to? You think he's going to Chicago with Nathaniel Hackett and oh. take the coach out of Green Bay and take him in Chicago and have Aaron go there as well? well? Screw group package. If, if Green Bay, it, if it's going to be a trade, there, there's, I would say there's a zero percent chance they trade him in conference. I mean, that would be well, idiotic. You're about Hackett going up. Yeah, there. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. So, I don't know. You know, I still think the team that we correlated with Aaron a lot last year would probably be the likeliest team. I mean, Ooh. I would imagine Cleveland being in that conversation as well. Not but um, they're going to have to draft the guy early. Pittsburgh. Who were you guys over there correlating him with in the earlier? I think the team that makes the most sense would be Denver again because oh, yeah. they're going to have need and they're, they got a really great defense and they got good skill position guys. So. You know, we'll see on, they, they're going to have a new head coach, yeah, yeah right? They're going to have a new yeah, head coach. Yeah. Uh, maybe Hackett head coach. Oh. Devontae Aaron go over there. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, no. Mile high. They're going up to Aspen on the weekend. Oh, the, the women flow like the, yeah. the salmon, salmon of the Kappa Shadrana, dude. That, that's what you think is potentially happening, Orlovsky? <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I, again, I don't think it's going to be in the NFC, and I just think of the AFC teams that are kind of be in that conversation. I guess maybe Miami, but are you Ooh. going to Miami if you're Aaron? Like, if you have any say and you work it out with Gutenkunst, hey, keep me out of the NFC, that's fine. But, like, let me tell you where I want to go as long as the deals are the same. Like, I don't think you're going to Miami. You're not going to Pittsburgh. Maybe Cleveland. Maybe Denver. Why not Pittsburgh? Yeah. Now, listen. We all believe that the relationship. Because your offensive line isn't good. Yeah. The oh. worst. The worst, actually, Dan. They're the worst. Yeah. Would you want to be 40 years old and go playing behind an offensive line that's going to get you smashed? Bro, he runs a four-two still, but he's yeah. saying a lot. Of, I love you to Green Bay. You know, I think he's sticking around. Although AJ asked that question, who's his closest 
public confidant. Mm -hmm. So him even asking that question makes me think, like, what is this all about? What is this all about? He's doing a lot of this, you know what I mean? He's doing a lot of I love you to the Packer faithful. We think they're going to be with the Packers, right? That's where you think he's remaining with the Packers? None of us know, I don't think, except for maybe AJ. Love you, dude. Yeah, I, have, I have absolutely no idea. Um, do I want him to stay with the Packers? Yes. Not do I think Daniel. he will stay with the Packers? No. Oh, get oh, out of time. Why not? Shit. Why don't you think so? Paint your nails there. Yeah, I just uh, like I don't know. I feel you know what? Let me. I, I feel like Aaron is at a very content place just hearing him talk. Oh, okay. Um, and I think he's just at a very like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. And I don't like maybe you can answer this question for me, Pat, because I'm interested in. It. Okay. I don't know when I hear him talk. I think he's obsessed with greatness. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's obsessed with winning at all costs. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. That's just how it sounds when he's like, I just expect greatness. I, I feel like he's in, he's content with as like the, the, the process as long as he believes that the process has allowed for greatness. And he, if he loses, I don't think he's going to be like this, oh, my gosh, I didn't get it done or we didn't get it done again type of thing. That's just how I feel when I hear him talk nowadays. Interesting. You're saying that because he's like super chill vibe, like, hey, we did everything we could. This is the way it works out. I don't know if you're a 17-year NFL vet who's on the Mount Rushmore at the highest level at the toughest position if you don't have a be great at all costs type mentality, especially with all Well, the I didn't say that. I, I, I do think he's obsessed with greatness. Like, I do believe he's – but I think there's a difference between being obsessed with greatness and – I'm we we I or we have to win at all costs. Okay, I mean, interesting dynamic there, especially in a team sport to think like that. But you're right. I think you're you're like I don't think he's. I think he's, that, I don't I think think he's, he's Nancy Kerriganing. You know, is that what you're talking about? Like, no, I just I just think like if if they go to the NFC title game and they play a really good football game or whatever, and they lose in a close game or whatever, I don't think he's going to sit there and go. I got to come back because we didn't get it done again. Like, I, uh, I don't think that is going to be the the reasoning behind him coming back or go to the Super Bowl and lose. I, I just don't believe that that is going to be something that alters his decision. I might be wrong. AJ would know more. I think he just wants to be respected in the building. Mm -hmm. That's what I think personally. I think his opinion, his brain, his accolades, his resume, he would like it to be respected as anybody else that would have that potential resume anywhere else. I, I might be right. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen him play better football. Uh, I will say that. Like, I, And the team looks good, by the way. Razul Douglas brought him in a trade. He's making game time yeah. plays. They brought in Randall Cobb. You know, maybe things are turning around. A lot of I love yous. A lot of I mm -hmm. love yous. But is that him hitting the phones early for a breakup we'll ask oh. tomorrow about the i love yous uh let's talk about another quarterback here with the authority on quarterbacking at the espn um by the way what you and ryan clark do breaking down film from each side really cool segment on nfl live love no it. thank you that's all rc man rc actually had that idea early on in this year he was like yo what do you think about this and i was like let's give it a try so it was all his. He's the kind of creative mind behind it. You know me. I'm not very creative with my mind. So. What? Well, you make up a lot of takes that we think are very creative. So <laughs> don't you even think about that. And also, the dance you guys do on there with the iPad, it's very, it's very, very good. And there's been a lot of heated dis discussion. Yeah, you're, you're doing incredible work. It's a lot. You're on TV a lot. But you are incredible. We always enjoy watching you. And the talk about Baker Mayfield. Does it change at all after what happened against the Pack? They almost beat the Packers in Lambeau 
on Christmas that. Day. Now, granted, he throws four picks. They look bad. The team, you have to think, if they had another quarterback in there, what would they look like? That Baker Mayfield being in a class of his own because he can't be judged against anybody else because he did something that nobody else was able to do, which is win in Cleveland. Like, he was able to right. Nobody's been able to do that. But now that they have the roster, and it feels like a winning culture, maybe. I don't know. It, are they going to look for somebody else? What do you think happens with Baker Mayfield and the Browns? Yeah, so I think, first of all, going back to Saturday's game, I think it, they win that game with any other quarterback on their roster but Baker. Oh, um, because of the four. Case Keenum. Oh, my God. I he, feel he, it. Dan Orlovsky. Hey, listen. I'm going up to the top. <laughs> going up to the top here. Where's Baker? I mean, four right down <laughs> Baker right down there. The fifth string quarterback, Jarvis Landry, would have been able to do better than the shit you pulled. Woo! Fly. Uh, the turnovers, man. Like, you lose a two-point game with those four turnovers. And I would say that, Jeez. you know, some of the turnovers were, were poor. I, I think Baker poor. has a justifiable reason to not perform to his standards when it comes to his individu- individual performance. And that is the injury. It is not a justifiable reason to be the reason that your football team loses games. Good sense. And that's kind of what I saw happen on Saturday, and I'm a Baker guy. I, I think the Browns have to figure out, and only they can, how much they actually believe that the injury has negatively impacted his performance. Because if they sit there and go, you know what, our doctors have said this injury is not that big a deal and you perform so bad, whatever. Or they say, hey, Baker's a guy that is really big when it when it comes to spinning off his back foot and his his feet were terrible on Saturday. Spinning off his back foot and turning up top and that's been impacted by the injury and he's act. Because like my thing is this: it's like Baker literally used to be one of the better ball placement. Like last year, his ball placement in the NFL was top ten. This year, it's bottom ten. That doesn't just happen. That 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 doesn't just all of a sudden become something you're very good at to being something you're very bad at. And so. I lean towards the injury being a thing. I think his future, obviously they picked up his fifth-year option. I think he's probably going to be a part of their future, and I think they want him to be a part of their future. But there's no way that you could be doing a good job as a drummer manager if you're Andrew Barry and not do something else at that position this offseason. Because while you may want Baker to be your guy – you have to protect the other 52 people on the team and all the, the, the 150 other people within your organization or something like that, you know? And so I think they've got to do something, whether it's, you know, some form of a draft pick um, more than likely. And I think you and I think that's fair to Baker. Like, Baker, we want you to be our dude, but we've seen you go up mountains and we've seen you take us down the valleys as well. And I think you got to kind of cover your bases. It's kind of like the Jimmy G conversation, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's whenever he's hurt, Jimmy G, whenever he was hurt, they would lose. They bring in a quarterback. Jimmy G plays great. They win. He plays bad. They lose. They got to look out for the future. Who knows what either of those places look. We're talking to Dan Orlovsky, the authority on American football on ESPN. Go ahead, Ty. Dano, when you look at some of these rookie quarterbacks, like specifically Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, do you think like how bad their years have been? Like, are those guys still going to be okay? Or did like the damage that Urban Meyer did to Trevor Lawrence, like, is that going to be detrimental for the rest of his career? I don't think it'd be detrimental for, detrimental for the rest of their career for Trevor, as long as they make the next decision, the right one, you know, like, it, you're, it's incredible or it's impossible to ask a kid to go from Clemson that's got a very you know positive and really healthy culture to be around as an athlete to go into Jacksonville 
for that to be an absolute debacle and then try to fix it and it end up being another poor decision. So I think the jury is still out whether it's going to work or work, not work in Jacksonville for Trevor, but that's that's way more dependent on who their next ho- head coach hire is. I have said that I would call Sean Payton. I have said that I would call Jim Caldwell. And I've said that I would call Doug Peterson. One of those three guys would be my hire. Um, so I, I, I'm not overly concerned about the stuff that I've seen from Trevor. Their offensive line is not great. They got to upgrade it to skill position. So like we, we knew this was going to be a long haul for him. For Zach Wilson, I'm a little bit more encouraged over the past couple of weeks. Mike LaFleur's done a really good job for them as he's settled in. Well, I think they got to get no Zach football. a. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, I think they got to um, get. I, I think they got to get him a very specific quarterback coach, and he's got to really attack the, like the the, the football one on one basics and mechanics and fundamentals because he's super talented. They got to get bigger receivers. All his receivers are little dudes, and that's just hard to throw the ball to. Candidly, um, you know, Beckton coming back will be a big deal. So I'm not. I'm not nearly <laughs> as kind of concerned about Zach Wilson as some other people are. You're an NFL quarterback. Okay, throw the ball. Make the throws. Uh, Barrios, by the way, kickoff return to the house. He looked like he was shot out of a cannon, that dude. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Coach Boyer down there drawing up the schemes to get that guy in the end zone. Zach Wilson, were you pumped to see a quarterback that runs like a 7-2-40, run a 60-yard touchdown there? What? (laughs) That Did you see there was four Jaguars? AJ, let me get your take on this real quick. There was like four Jaguars on the film after watching it closer that just quit on the play. I think it's because they thought he was going to go out of bounds. Is that what you think they thought? AJ? Absolutely. I feel like they're all, you don't know, especially if a quarterback is near a sideline, like you have to be scared to hit the dude because you never, you don't know you won't get the big penalty on you. Orlovsky, what are your thoughts on Kenny Pickett changing the college game and maybe <laughs> Zach Wilson doing this in the NFL game? Because you got a lot of defensive guys that are like, I would kill this guy. Yeah. And is that, do you think that's what Zach meant to do? Or you think he just saw an opening and said, oh, I'm a freak athlete, dude. This is the Jags. They stink. I think it was like a little bit of a reactionary play by Zach. Like he probably planned on, you know, kind of stepping out or going down. And then as, as you start to feel guys like not kind of attacking you, like, all right, maybe I'll just react to something. I do not think the NFL is going to change their rule. Um, we all know that the quarterbacks will be incredibly overly protected in the NFL as they probably should be for their business model. So um, I don't think, I don't think they'll change the rule like college did now. All right, Dan, good luck out there today. What do you got tonight? Dolphins minus three heading into New Orleans. Your pick, Darius Butler picked the Dolphins. He's a part of the Finn fam. Uh, AJ picked the Saints at home, getting three points. Ian Book, who is this guy, is what D-Bud asked. AJ said, I got him. What are your thoughts, Dan? I think Ian Book's a good little player. Um, I would would imagine he reminds Sean Payton of a less kind of creative, recess-style quarterback of Tony Romo, like he's a good athlete, ball Whoa. distributor, play Jim. point guard type, <laughs> play point guard type of guy. Um, but I'll, I'll take Miami. You know, with the guys that are out for New Orleans defense, that's a big deal. Two, it takes less than three sacks, Miami wins. All right. Me and Dan are on the same side. You know what that means. <laughs> Gritty and doing it. Hey, Dane, appreciate you, man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you for stopping by. And please tell everybody, your family, the others at NFL Live, everybody, we said hello and we appreciate them. All right. Appreciate you guys. Good to see you, bud. Congratulations again. Hey, you're trying the internet, though, with all these victory laps, you know. Hey, they got time. They're going to look. You know what I mean? The internet got time. You know what when I mean? You, yeah, when you're good at you what you do, you're good at what you do, Bob. <laughs> All right, Dan, we love you. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Orlovsky. Let me know. Let me know.
So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. Users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. That's down with a man who is a uh, COVID survivor. Wow. wow. He's talking to one, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. True. COVID survivor. Titan Diggs. COVID survivor. What? Frank Moraldo. COVID survivor. What? Zito Jose. Thank you. COVID survivor. Wow. That was what you got. We were worried about that one. Yeah, he did get got back because the Bears won. He had victory stats. What? 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 Gumpy? Gumpy? COVID survivor. What? What? The newest member <laughs> of the COVID survivor club that speaks into microphones on this particular dumbass sports show. College football national champion. Ooh. Super Bowl champion. Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, AJ Hawk. Yeah! Way to go, man. Hey, way to go. How do you do it? Should I wear a cowboy hat now and, and take on a character? Uh, Maybe. Listen, if you're going to watch <laughs> Kevin Costner the entire I can't, time. Diggs, I can't, Diggs, that was not a, a shot at you. Oh, sure. AJ, I did not take that as a shot at you. Good actually. to see the toxicity is still flowing out of your fucking mouth over there in Ohio. <laughs> I didn't know if COVID, you know, it takes some people's smell and taste. Thought maybe it would take your toxicity, but that is not the case. Hope you had an incredible Christmas, AJ. Yeah. Merry yeah. Christmas, AJ. 100 kids, you know, over right. there in Ohio. Hope everybody. They had a great Christmas, Santa. Yeah, they did. They, they definitely had a, had a good Christmas. It was fun, man. What about you? You guys have a good time? Yeah, we got so high oh, yeah. <laughs> out in Arizona. You know what I mean? Highest house on Camelback. No big deal. Highest people on Camelback. Mm-hmm. Put those two together with the most rain since 1944. Ooh. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. World War II. Well, I don't know if they actually set the record, but they were on pace. For the most amount of rain in one day since 1944 or something like that. That was the day we arrived. Damn. And it hadn't rained out there since the last time we were out there. So literally, I'm bringing, you know, water to the desert. So Mm. I feel like me and Sam maybe need a little bit more thank you from the cacti and greenery Mm. around the Phoenix area. That place is fucking gorgeous, AJ. You ever go out there and spend any time? We played in the Fiesta Bowl out there. I know you played in the Fiesta Bowl out there. But if you've mm-hmm. gone out there and hung out, those views, it's a different fucking world out there. You, you, it's a Bob Ross painting. I was it's in a Bob Ross painting too. for Christmas. Yeah, I think it's the best time you were there. When you're in the winter, like the summer, yeah, it's 9,000 degrees. Oh, it's a dry heat. doesn't matter. still super hot. But Agreed. in the winter is when I've been there because I played in the Fiesta Bowl three times and they have like, there's some weird kind of, not weird kind of, but native wood that they're burning in outdoor fires out there. It smells great. If I ever catch a whiff of a fire around here like that, sometimes it reminds me of being there. It's just, uh, 
It's a special place, man. It's pretty cool. They say smell is the biggest uh, nostalgia thing. That's right. Really? Yeah. Who's there? Takes you back. Uh, so the same scientists that scientists, tell us yeah. that we know more about Fouch? space. No, no, no. Brain science. All right, check it off yeah. early. Way to go. Way to go. Coming out fire. Way to go. Yeah, with the heat. Look at you. Say scientist. Sorry, I'm an American. That's the first one I think Hmm, not Einstein. Rest in peace, says dogs. Anyways, just come back. With that being said, you're right. I oh, look how happy. Yeah. He is. Oh yeah. Especially now that he's a COVID survivor. Oh, I know. Oh, he is so. Oh, it there it is. There it is. Get Dick Pond out too. You want to talk about the Olympics a little bit? All right, geez. All right, let's get back. To the program. Okay. What a slate of games we had yesterday, huh? Oh, yesterday and it. Saturday. Let's dive into it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers deliver us a super boost on Christmas Day that brought joy to all that were a part of it. Took millions and millions of dollars from FanDuel, and we love that. And by the way, shout out to the Risk and Trading Group over there. You know, because we are adversaries. We are competing against each other. They have openly admitted, hey, Pat, whenever you do something... We tend to lose a lot more or we win more. So mm. they understand that just like, you know, just like Ali needed uh, Frazier. 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 Yeah. And just like, you know, Tom Brady needed Peyton Manning and Jordan needed John Stockton. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Oh, come on. Of course, right. uh-huh. by the way. But just like there needs to, you know, two people need each other. The risk in trading, I think both of us, although Bill Belichick will not tell us the New Year's resolution he has until a week from now, which is awesome. <laughs> I feel like us in the risk in trading, we have like a New Year's resolution. Like, hey, going forward, let's go ahead. Let's do this. Yeah, let's dance a little bit. Let's dance a little bit. So them going to plus 200. Yeah. For Devontae yeah. for a touchdown on the Packers money line. As soon as they sent that email over, is this good? Is plus 200 good? It's like fucking Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yes, that is good. That's going to happen. I don't know if Aaron planned out the touchdown to somebody else. Because remember last week he told us if he was to hit Devontae with the first touch, it would break the Packers Brett Favre record. And it would break the Aaron Rodgers Jordy Nelson record for the duo. And he said that would be pretty sweet. I wonder if he thought ahead and was like, somebody else needs to score that first one. I'll get the ball. Then we'll score the next one to Devontae. He'll get the ball. We both leave Lambo with record-breaking balls. Merry Christmas to all of us. I don't know. We'll ask him about that tomorrow. They almost gave that thing up late, though. AJ, I was in the clouds both physically and spiritually, but I thought they were gonna lose that game late. Why is that? What's going on? Is it because it was Christmas? Who cares? I, I'm trying to figure out the same thing. So I was looking up the stats, too. So they sacked Baker five times. Aaron was sacked zero times. And Baker threw four picks. And you still only won by two points. Like, what did I miss in that game? Yeah, me too. And I feel like we were very comfortable because the Devontae tut happened. Mm-hmm. So we're watching for the super boost. It's like, okay, Devontae scores. Now we just need the Packers to win or whatever. How's everybody doing? I was hoping some gifts. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go ahead and hit something. We look like... What the fuck's going, going on? Aaron's coming back on. He'll figure out. Hey, how's it going? Can I get one of them uh, German beers that Tim McAfee's drinking that are darker than anything in history? <laughs> are you drinking maple syrup <laughs> that is considered beer from Germany, Tim? You look back. What the fuck is going on? They could drive down here and win this goddamn game. Yeah. I don't think I was paying attention enough either. And this seems to be a trend. Now, Razul Douglas ending that thing, calling game. West Virginia Mountaineer been around a lot of places talking about how great it is to be a Packer in that defense, in Lambeau. Feels like he is 
recognized the moment being his and is taking advantage of it with all of the stops he had before learning from and dominating. But that was wild. Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns almost beat the Packers in Lambeau on Christmas. Okay, very close. Very made no sense how close they were to potentially making a couple plays and beating the Packers. Baker's the worst quarterback of all time. Get him out of here. He threw four picks. But also for the Packers, like, what the fuck is going on? Let's put some teams away, AJ. Let's go. We need to. It's not the playoffs. A win's a win. It doesn't matter. But God damn, that got a bit close there. It was definitely closer than I thought. And let's say the Browns won the game. Would people still be all on, like, the get rid of Baker train? So right now, for instance, Matthew Stafford is still being attacked for going back to Detroit, throwing three picks. They clinch in that game against Minnesota in Minnesota. Long trip, far trip from L.A., Christmas weekend, cold as fuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cold as fuck. Now, not in the dome, but just in the life in general. They get a win. He throws three picks. They're like, Stafford, he's not going to be a guy that's going to be able to get him there because at the end of the day, he's the quarterback that doesn't have a playoff win in his incredible resume. That is what is happening, even though the Rams won. So I do believe Baker would still be getting killed by some people, whether they win that game or not. Yeah, I guess the one pick that I don't know which number it was in the four that he threw, he threw, but it was early and he was back in the pocket and he couldn't see really. I think Troy even said like, "Look, he's shorter, he couldn't see," and he st- kind of threw it off his back foot and they were in the red zone. That one right there was that was tough for the Browns. Yeah. Right? To his right, right? Yeah, yeah. Shannon Sullivan. That yeah. was a mm-hmm. rolled his ankle while he was letting go. Well, the other pick, the yeah. one where it was kind of like a post with a an over route. The over was wide open and he threw uh, it. Yeah, the yeah, threw the post with two on. Yeah. A couple of decisions I think people will point to be like, not only was the ball bad, but also the decision at this yeah. this yeah. stage the of one his though, career. The one that they went back and talked about that he he put it up because he was expect he knew his receiver was on top, but uh, the receiver got hit down the field. They didn't call it. That's that I give him. I'm like, okay, I understand that one because when he threw it. I, I didn't know what he was doing, why he let that thing go. And we are not a pro Baker or anti Baker show. I feel like we have been relatively. I think I have. Yes, Dermot right? Fair. Yeah, so if they throw three, if he only throws three picks, do they win the game? Maybe, but I feel like we have been, you yeah, know, we we, but time. who knows what happens? Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. who knows? I mean, you never know because the flow of a game could change from something that's, you know, like for instance. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You make a kick early, it potentially changes the entire game as opposed to a missed kick early that could, you know, the game always seems to answer itself. So I'm not 100 percent sure if he throws three and they they win or whatever. You would you would point to the fact that. Yes, it would naturally not have the last one that would you go on the way you would do that. But who knows how the game plays? With all that being said, I don't know how the fuck they pay Baker Mayfield. I, I, I don't know. And it's not his. He's won. He won a playoff game there. That team is in a position that they haven't been in in so long. They almost beat the Packers. Best team in football, is what everybody's saying. Yeah. They're almost locking up home field advantage through the entire playoffs. On Christmas in Lambeau. And I still feel the same way that a large majority of the people have felt for like the last two years, which, and I'm just now getting to this. You have, it's hard not to think about another quarterback on that team and in those situations. And it's not fair to Baker. It's not fair to all NFL players that this happens, but you're in the fucking best league, the biggest league, the highest level. This is going to happen. That situation, especially if they win, what if they get in, they win out, they make the playoffs back to back years for the first time in so long. Baker's your quarterback through that all. Do you get a little grass is greener on the other side thought? I don't know. That's for Andrew Barry to figure out. But let's go back to the Packers. It feels like there's a lot of I love you's going on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. hey, I love you. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre says, 
congrats, Aaron, on breaking the record of one more request. Let's go. Let's go win our Super Bowl. Yeah, and that place awesome. Yeah. That place goes crazy. I think Aaron even got a little emotional for that whole thing. He's been doing a lot of the I love yous, which I think is him talking to the fans directly. Because even whenever he did that interview with Kenny Main, his last episode of Sports Center, he said, I love the fans. I love the people. I love my teammates. I love my coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I'm really worried about right now. I was like, well, there's one glaring omission, uh, mm-hmm. one uh, one group of people not in there. So I enjoy that he's at this stage, AJ. What if they win the Super Bowl, dude? There's no conversation about him going anywhere, right? Can't happen. You would think, uh, yeah, if he won it all, that he's not gonna he's gonna go somewhere else. But I don't think any of us have any clue what's gonna happen now. Love you, dude. With what, what they means? do, though, yeah. Yeah, they are primed to make a run. This is silent. This is silent. Well, Ben's calling a play. I think. Hey, they did to his family yeah. last night. No, oh. Ben does that too. Oh, he did uh, not. First time his family had traveled to an away game ever, I believe. Well, and his family had noticed that his forearm <laughs> was a little <laughs> tiny, a little skinnier. Yeah, tiny. <laughs> and I'm the toxic one. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, what, Pat? Can you explain to people that first time watchers why his forearm was smaller? Well. Time will always do its thing. But there's a lot of this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, from Aaron to the crowd. What does that mean, AJ? And why is he, has he always done this we just haven't seen it on TV? Or is he just a little bit more open about it now, you think? I think he's he's been doing that for a long time. Uh, maybe he does a little bit more now and maybe two more people, I guess. I don't know. Because you think about last week where he says, you know, you're either playing at Iconic Lambo. Or you're hosting the fucking Green Bay Packers, you know, and we travel. And he does a lot of love you to the fan. And he talked about the storied franchise and how they travel everywhere and everything like that. I think Aaron has probably done some reflection. I I, I don't know. Uh, not just some, a lot of, re- I think all he does is reflection. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it, I think there's a lot of reflecting, but I think he genuinely does appreciate what the Packers are according, uh, as opposed to what other teams are like. Like, I, I think he's absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, that's easy to see that he, he is 100% all in like with the organization, like what the Packers are, the history, the tradition. I'm not saying all oh. the people he's in with. Okay. I don't, I have no idea what that relationship looks like now up top, but I know everybody else that I've watched him interact with in that building he loves all those people and i think he what year is this for him now 17 17 yeah i mean think about that 17 years going into the same facility every single day the same thing still playing at such a high level maybe playing your best football ever in 17 years yeah i would say he's pretty appreciative of what's going on by the way out in the middle of nowhere you know, I mean, yeah. for 17 years, he's gone into hibernation in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. while well, all the other people that he's friends with or hangs out with or at his level would be trying to fly south for the winter or go to a big city or something like that, he has remained very faithful and loyal to Green Bay. Now, one sign of, oh, he's not happy was this past offseason. And some Packers fans turned on him, right? There was, hey, go pack instead of the go pack go. Remember, there's a yeah. sign yeah. in Green Bay. Hey, Aaron, hashtag go pack, dude. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. It got to that point because of, you know, one side, Mark Murphy, go ahead, sending emails out and doing things about what Aaron's doing and Aaron remaining quiet. And I was, you know, I thought it was fascinating that he remained quiet. I was Because I think you and I have chatted about it because at that point, he and I did not have the relationship where I should send him a text and be like, hey, you should fucking say something. Like, I, he, I didn't have that relationship with him. I did not. So I would ask you, and I don't now, and I don't know if anybody, but I would ask you, like, hey, should he not say something? Because Mark Murphy is crafting the angle alongside media. 
There's a lot of media tag team that is happening here. We all know that from reading the articles, even though, well, you know, anonymous sources or accumulation. accumulation of information. When you read that, it was like, oh, this is clearly the Packers people trying to shape their story to their fans and to the public about what's going on. He remained quiet that entire time. Then that 45-minute press conference when he came back where he answered all the questions, I think he got a lot of Packers fans back. Like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. he's actually the adult in the room when it comes to this thing, and he did that. Now, as the season has gone with the COVID you know, and the immunized and this and that. Mm -hmm. I think there's been a lot of people outside of Green Bay that have hated Aaron for a long time. This gave them more reason. People that love Darren have stuck by his side, I guess. He learned who's on his side and who isn't on his side. But in Green Bay, I think a majority of Packers fans have remained on his side post-45-minute press conference explaining why he hasn't talked. And I think him showcasing more about how appreciative he is of the Green Bay people as he was getting buried from the outside, as he's in a little city in Wisconsin where if he was in L.A. or New York, every single move he made he would be getting killed for, I think him openly showing it is really cool it also reminds me of a theory i had back in the day hey when you go through a, a breakup you got to hit those phones you know for the friends mm -hmm. like you got you have to hit those phones before the person you are oh to get your side out you're saying yes you yes because oh. if you do not okay that campaign trail is going to end soon yeah. and you will lose That's That's a good point. Point. yeah that you Joe have Donnelly. to hit the phones <laughs> Whenever a breakup happens, you have to. You have like when to. a wife and husband and wife break up and they've been married for a while, who, like, which then other couples have to choose, right? Which side they go with, the husband or wife? Bingo. And I had seen a friend of mine who was in a relationship for a long time, long time. They broke up and I got a message from the girl about the breakup and why. And I was like, oh. Uh -oh. So then I called him. I'm like, hey, do you know what I just heard? Do you know what I just heard? And he was like, that's not what happened at all. I'm like, you need to hit the phones. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> People are talking. Hey, you need, you need to hit the phones, dude. You know. So I think Aaron talking to the Packers fans has been a lot of him trying to say like, hey, I want to let you know whatever fucking happens here. I have always appreciated the shit out of all you. And it's not about them. He know. I'm, I think he wants them to know this is, has nothing to do with you, the fans. Like yeah. he, he probably would say, hey, if it wasn't for you and how awesome this place is, I probably would have done this years ago. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, what a win on Christmas. That goes into the Colts, AJ. Have you gotten a chance? Have we chatted with AJ about the Colts no. yet? No. So you took the Cardinals, obviously, Yikes. and that would have been a smart take. I think all the sports books wanted people to take the cards, especially with when it was announced that Darius Leonard would also be out, okay, of the game that has Quentin Nelson out, uh, Ryan Ke We had four or five top 100 players in the entire NFL out. Yeah. Four offensive linemen in the number one rush unit in the NFL out. And we were still able to get a win over the cards who were looking to, like, try to get home field advantage through the playoffs. Now, the cards might be dead. I have no idea what the fuck's going on over there. I don't know if it's a culture issue. I don't know if it's what happened with D-Hop not being there, him being kind of the glue that brings everybody together. J.J. Watt maybe being out is a big deal. His energy is potentially needed. I'm not sure. They seem to be in some trouble. Hopefully they'll be able to figure it out because of how awesome the team is, the city is, and everything like that. But the Colts look like a team, A.J. Hey! Look like a goddamn Carson team. Carson took a step. I feel like that was a big moment for Carson, that, that touchdown, like scrambling around, find him in the back of the end zone. That was an unbelievable play, unbelievable throw. I think 
that is going to do wonders for Carson's confidence and everything moving forward. They gave him a game ball afterwards. This game ball is for Chris Ballard because they were out seven, eight starters. No big deal. Okay. That sweet hat. By her oh, unbelievable. Dude, and he wears sweats, I think, with all these, oh, all these suits. So what? Good. Wait, what do you mean? I, I don't know. I've been checking out his videos on Instagram trying to figure it out. I think he has business on top party on the no bottom. Way. Love it. I think so. I think he has like a couple thousand dollar custom suit on top and then just the same comfortable black sweats almost on the bottom. That's awesome. Yeah. But the hat has become a thing now that the Jim Irsay collection is a thing. Yeah. This dude's a fucking rock star. He is. This dude's a rock star owner who is very invested in his team. He's at every single game. They're saying he's at every single day he's around. I mean, this is... It's a good time to be a Colts fan. I'm pretty pumped up about it. Let's get to the standings for the weekend for you and me uh, making picks. You'll see the asterisk next to the records there. I went nine and six. You won eight and seven. Congrats to you, man. Have another hey. above 500 week. Yeah. Well nice done, AJ. AJ. Yeah, what's, that, what's the asterisk about? So the asterisk is uh, actually we both got wins for the Packers because we took the Packers. They were minus seven and a half or something. They did not cover, but we're giving ourselves the win because the super boost hit. Bingo. So everybody else sits. You're so telling we'll, me I took the Ravens over the Bengals? No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. It was a full conversation. Tyler Huntley. I, what, was the, what was the line? Uh, it, was, it was something I forget. Wait, I Ravens were close at seven. They, seven well, after the news was it before or after the news that Huntley before was out? before? Then it was like three or four. Yeah, and then you took the so, Ravens. All right, we'll have to check the tape. I don't know if I, I don't think I took the Ravens. You lost, pal. All right, I didn't check the tape. By the way, I did not check the tape, but I know a couple of people did in the office. So you're taking mm-hmm. a shot at a lot of people in uh-huh. here. I think whenever you're questioning this type of stuff, maybe you should look inward, dude. Maybe you nah, should about that. take a little peek, seeing the COVID survivor in the mirror. Oh, no, I'm not mad about them. They're, they're just being instructed of what the dictator. No, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I didn't say a damn thing. I'm just letting you know, like three weeks straight now, I have hey, eight and uh-huh. seven. I'll take it. All right, I can get. I can get another win tonight. I there would like go. to let you know that the dictator that instructed them to do the thing, you would have been seven and eight. Okay, so uh-huh. you would have. Oh, you the Packers? We gave you yeah, Packers. we gave it the Packers, dude. Yeah, you would have had another loss too, pal. Yeah, but I still would have been, you know. Yeah, eight and seven is yeah. way better than seven and eight, buddy. Yeah, this is talking about records. <laughs> and none of it matters. Uh, I don't know about that. There's a winner and a loser. I mean. No, I'm gonna, tonight we're going to even that up. Oh, who you got tonight? Dolphins, Saints, three-point spread. Saints at home getting three. Holy shit. I don't know. Shit. I'll have to let you know. Ian Book. Ian Book's turn. Oh, Ooh. the Notre Dame dude? Yeah. yeah. First start. Yeah. He can play. He's an athlete. Well, yeah, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Uh-huh. This Camara. Defense is real good. Yeah, just shut out the Bucks. Two is... Two is like 80% completion, though. Yeah, leading the league. Three-point favorites going into New Orleans. I, I mean, there was blowout after blowout after blowout after blowout yesterday. This won't be one of those. No. no. Is the this is going to be a dogfight. If the whistle guy's there, you got to look out because that crowd's going to be going. You're right. Is whistle guy there? I, these are things that I would like to know before a three-point. Maybe that's why they uh, Gumpy's here. Hey, Dolphins, primetime football. Let's go. It's two-a-time. Yeah, here we go, Let's go, Gump. It's two-a-time. Three points. Is that That's not enough, you think? Dolphins are really riding high right now? I like being the underdog. Oh. I don't love being the favorite. Oh, you sound a little softer there. I think oh, Nick has no. maybe dropped some bass out of your microphone somehow. New but new the, you guys are now at the top of the hill. You used to be on Cuck Mountain. Now you guys are climbing <laughs> like Alpinists in the AFC East or the Dolphins all the way back, favored by three on Monday Night Football Whoa. in New Orleans. What a time to be a part of the Doll fam, the Finn fam. Good for you, Gumpy. Hey. Also in a playoff spot if we win. 
Yes. Oh, oh, how about that? Here we go. Oh, no. Is Gump nervous? Are, are Dolphins fans nervous now with all these expectations? No, I've been beating this drum all season long. I love this team, AJ. Always will. Gumpy put them in the playoffs like five, six weeks ago whenever yeah. they got hot. Because remember, they were what? One and what? Seven. And then they've rattled off all the wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've really found something down there after firing some people, getting rid of some people, doing a little of this. We want somebody else. We don't like this guy. Let's go ahead and do this thing. Good on them. Congratulations to the Dolphins. Now, let's go through the playoff picture here. Chiefs. AJ, did you see what they did to the Steelers? Yes, I did. It was is Diggs and uh, Nick okay? Uh, Yenzer. I expected worse. Yeah, yeah, Diggs actually led off the show. It was an in- interesting take. Chiefs win by twenty six yesterday. Diggs was not impressed, and he thought the Chiefs were going to lose in a wild card weekend because mm-hmm. they didn't beat the Steelers by enough. That is what Diggs. <laughs> that was Diggs's take on the entire thing. Chiefs seem to have found it. Will they maintain and keep it going? Twenty six sure, sure feels like it. Twenty six straight in December, I guess, is what is how many games the Chiefs have won with wow. Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. Twenty six straight. Jackson Mahomes has not been on the internet that much. Mm. Is that a sign of things to come? And is this mm. what the future looks like? The internet hopes so. Titans up there, ten and five, massive win on Thursday night football. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Hey, I love that Frames guy, dude. I fucking love that Frames. Killed us. Okay, absolutely killed the Thursday night super boost. We're supposed to be like six or seven in a row now. Yeah, yeah. supposed to be like six or seven in a row at this point. But this Titan squad somehow, some way finds a way to win. And Vrabes said, "Oh, I can't wait to see where they got us fucking this week." Vrabes mm. <laughs> even acknowledged that whole thing. They're still winning games, and it makes no sense. Uh, what a team that they got crafted down there, AJ. Well, if you're watching a Titans game, like no matter what it looks like. You got to watch the last like eight minutes because I felt like throughout that game, they're like, how are they going to find a way to win this thing? And then all of a sudden, Braves' dudes come back and they find a way. Like, they're just, they're impressive, man. They do. They're, they're a gritty bunch that finds a way. And Taylor Lewan was out. I know that. Is he coming? Do we know if he's back soon? Well, he put a tweet out to say he was just sitting on his couch having a good fine time. Like, yeah, yeah. Saying, oh, this ain't no, I was just told I was sick. I'm okay. So hopefully he'll be back. I don't know. I don't think we know shit about fuck about the future there, but they are like an NBA game, the Titans. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't really matter what goes on for the first three quarters or so. Just kind of watch that fourth quarter because the Titans are going to be in it somehow. They're going to make it a game. And, uh, by the way, their special teams doesn't get chatted about. Randy Bullock seems to be kicking the ball better than he's ever kicked. He's been in a couple different spots. And Brett Kern, their punter, is an absolute weapon. The guy uh, that, Look for the Titans, huh? To make a game a oh. dogfight? To make a playoff game a dogfight and steal a win or two or three? Make, I mean, could do it. Vrabes is a guy. Braves understands special teams too, though. Like I talked about it before, Braves was on the Steelers for I believe four years before he went to New England. He was largely like a special teams guy with Pittsburgh. I know he played on defense, but yeah, he understands how to win games. I do. I enjoy him a lot. The Bengals are currently in the lead of the AFC North, and the Bills go into Foxborough and get a massive win. So those four seem to be locked up. Colts, Patriots, Ravens in the hunt, but Chargers, Dolphins, Brownies still, Raiders if they win out. Another game winner from uh, Carlson. And don't look now, Paisan Basaccia has got that team in a position to make the playoffs. Shout out to Vincent Bonsignor. Wow. Mm -hmm. Bonsignor of the Italian Times. He's covering Richie Basaccia, Uh (laughs) and he he is letting it be known that the, the Raiders are... You know, potentially going to sneak in the back door there. And then on the NFC side, in the Broncos, I mean, they're seven and eight. There's still a conversation. The Steelers, Jeez. the world is burning down in Pittsburgh. They're still in the on the bubble for the playoffs this late into the season. We're going into week 17. Yeah. Let's 
go. Packers in. Cowboys in. Rams in. Bucks in. NFC's figured out a little bit. Cardinals, where the fuck are they going to end up? Then you got the Niners, the Eagles, who have won six or seven out of eight. I forget which one exactly. <laughs> and now is the time to chat with Coach Sirianni, AJ. We waited all first hour to hear what he had to say. They deliver an ass beating to the New York football giants. Now they find themselves right in the middle of the hunt when things were ugly earlier. There was flowers being thrown from Johns all over Philadelphia at this man in a negative way, not a positive way. Nope. He sounded dumb, but then his team came together in a brilliant fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Sirioni. How's it going, Coach? Yeah, coach. Uh, pretty fucking good today, Pat. I'm doing pretty, pretty good today. <laughs> yeah, it seems like everything that you thought would happen has kind of happened. Now you're in the middle of it for the NFC and the playoff push. You're not going to win the East, but you're going to get in to a wild card game it feels like what are you telling the boys and how do you handle playoff expectations well i really want to temper expectations and kind of let them know after yesterday hey listen we beat the new york football giants these guys fucking stink okay so no <laughs> we don't need to be patting anyone on the back uh we talked about gardner Minshew earlier i don't know why the hell he had the balls to come in and say hey when am i gonna start playing quarterback i told you a couple weeks ago gardner you're not playing quarterback okay <laughs> Jalen Hurts is unbelievable. It's a dog mentality. I mean, I don't know how many times I need to say it to you guys, say it to the media. We're going to run the football down your fucking throat until you can stop us. And guess what? People haven't been able to stop us. Hey, especially with Jalen throwing the ball a little bit better. Lane Johnson had a touchdown. Oh. A big guy, Todd. That had to feel pretty good. Out huh? for morale and Christmas weekend? Absolutely. I schemed that one up because, uh, <laughs> once again, I am an offensive genius. I am a guru. Everyone knows that I know what I'm doing. When it comes to X's and O's, there's really nobody better in the National <laughs> Football League than me. But, you know, I mean, we look, we look ahead. Like I say, hey, we're... <laughs> We're barking, we're biting, we're doing a little bit of both right now. Guys are fiery. I mean, the defense was shitty kind of all year, and people were comfort with my defensive coordinator's head, and now every, you know, we got one of the best defenses in the league. How does that work? <laughs> I'm a great coach. I said last week I, sh I, I won't win coach of the year. Um, I'm the coach of the year. Okay, so we can drop that charade. If we make it to the playoffs, we're not going to win just one game what? or two games what? or three games. What? If we get into the playoffs with our dog mentality, we'll see you in L.A. We oh. will be in the Super Bowl. Oh, the dogs are drinking water from the Super Bowl. That's right. The Super Bowl. Not just a little dog bowl. We will be drinking water from the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Oh, so joining us now is a man who has big-time brain on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball, hosts the Man to Man podcast. Just went live at 11 o'clock today, I believe. Uh, ladies, nine-year NFL vet. Uh, Darius Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love Coach Sirianni, man. What up, fellas? Hey, Coach Sirianni, offensive genius. We love him, too. What do you think about the Eagles? I mean, obviously, the NFC East runs through Dallas at this point. They are the champions. They just beat the shit out of the Washington football team on national television. But the Eagles might sneak <laughs> in, D, but they have what a team needs in the playoffs as well. Might sneak in, man. Hurts, hurts, like you said, passing the ball a little better. He's always a weapon, though, running or passing. That run game. Physical, running right down your throat. Defense is playing great. Starts with Fletcher Cox in the middle. Slay on the back end. Um, Eagles can definitely sneak in. And uh, I mean, they're, they're tough out. I don't see them making a run this year, but they're definitely a tough out every week. Debo, what about the Cowboys? I know we love to, to crown the Cowboys when they have a nice win like they did yesterday. Like, are they going to be able to like consistently show that offense here down the stretch? Great question. Ah, uh, it, it depends on that run game, man. If they can keep that run game going, Zeke was. 
toting that pill yesterday, even with the big Don Joy on. They were physical. When it starts there, they obviously got a bunch of weapons outside. <laughs> Dak threw a touchdown to every offensive position on the field. Um, they have been playing some 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 bums lately. Uh, this last this last four weeks. Whoa. That defense. Oh, Listen, Rivera. Hey, that defense, not bums. I, I got to put some more respect on it. They, they've been playing some questionable offenses and quarterbacks. And this defense is getting healthy. They are flying around, man. This pass rush, obviously Gregory, Lawrence, uh, Parsons, and then you got just fast physical athletes all over that defense. Diggs, 11 picks. You got playmakers, man. So they're fun to watch. And uh, they could definitely make a run, man. They got, they got, they check all the boxes. They can make a run for sure. Now, Dak came out and said, you guys are talking about something, not me. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you guys need to relax a little bit. That type of win is huge, isn't it? Like, to, like for instance, the Buffalo Bills with the New England Patriots yesterday. Those types of wins, I think, do a lot for a team, especially this time of year. Long season, yeah. everybody's banged up. Now you got the spot testing for the COVID. I'm sure everybody's kind of on edge. It's December football. Those type of statement-like wins, not Dallas with Washington, and the Bills in Foxborough yesterday, D. Big but win. I learned a lot about Buffalo, and I think Buffalo learned a about themselves they answered twice late in foxborough i thought that was a huge win for buffalo yeah you you knew buffalo was pissed off coming into that one and uh if you look at the two quarterbacks um you know this is the point in the season where that that that's going to make even a bigger difference you know your quarterback josh allen played you know his highs are high and his lows are lows but um we've seen him we've seen him dominate this point in the season and play and mac mac is looking like he's running into a rookie wall a defense made him look bad uh, yesterday. What's that field. mean? What's that mean? What's that mean, rookie wall? He's tired or people are starting to catch up? Just, just like you said, this is a time where the season gets long. You know, you're dealing with a, a lot as a rookie. Things are going so fast, especially as a quarterback. Usually, uh, you you will want you to hit that rookie wall a little earlier if you're going to make a playoff run. Hitting in the December, middle of December is tough. Uh, but uh, he's hitting it. <laughs> and he, he's hitting it hard these last two weeks. He struggled. And these defense will only get tougher as the season goes on. So um, another statement win, the Bengals yesterday, obviously banged up Ravens team, but Joe Burrow went out there and he did some gangster shit. You know, went up <laughs> 500, 500 on the boys. Uh, the Chiefs, they blew the doors off the Steelers. So a lot of teams are making statement win. The Colts, I mean, going out there Big. in Arizona, missing four of your five starting line, missing the Maniac, missing your starting corners, two starting safeties, and to get a win like that against a 10-win team, uh, Carson making big time throws and big moments, man. Uh, a lot of it was a lot of statements made this past weekend. Hey, what about Matthew Stafford and the Rams? Like, what do you? I guess how confident are you in what Stafford can do in that whole team? That was not a statement. <laughs> nah, it was a win though. It, it was, was. A win. clinching it was, win, a game, oh, clinching win. Yeah, it was a win. It was ugly, and you know, I, I've kind of been consistent with my my stance on Stafford. You know, great, great talent, obviously arm talent, but. You know, long career, not a lot of success at this point in the season. Obviously, he was in Detroit for a long time. But you got to take care of the ball at this point in the season, man. You watch, you know, Aaron Rodgers or, or Brady and these guys, you know, they take care of the ball. You got to keep the ball in possession. And Stafford struggles with that. Talent, undeniable with that team up and down the rosters on both sides of the ball. But can you continue to take care of the ball uh, down the stretch? That's going to be a question because the other teams on the NFC – you know, they look like they're doing that. Is Jalen the best heel in the NFL? Hey, listen, I got COVID. Don't nobody text me. All right. I don't want to I don't want to hear from anybody. He shuts down. He's he's an Oklahoma drill defensive back. 
He'll hover. He'll make plays on the ball. Seems like he's everywhere playing at his highest level, telling people, hey, I don't want to hear shit from anybody. All right? If, if you don't watch the film or haven't played, don't say anything about me. <laughs> I love the way this dude's playing football right now. And with him on a, in the back end of a defense, they, it's almost like at this with this quarterback, you can win any game. With Jalen, though, in that defense, it feels like they can win any game, right? Am I wrong in thinking that or no? I mean, you, re- you rarely get a, a, a tone setter, you know, at the cornerback position. And, but that's exactly what he is, you know, and he's, he's going to match up with, with some of the best receivers in the game. And you feel confident as a D coordinator leaving five on anybody at this point. You, he can get him in the mix in a run game. You can blitz him. He can do a lot of things. Like you said, that energy, that kind of attitude that he brings to the defensive side of the ball. And when you do, when he does get beat, when you do have opportunities to get him, like you got to beat him because it's not going to be many. It's kind of like some of these quarterbacks, like Mahomes early on in the season. When teams were getting the opportunity to turn him over, they were. But now it's not happening. So Jalen Ramsey, man, he's dominant week in and week out. And he's definitely, I mean, he's in the 99. He started off in the 99 club, you know, for a reason at that cornerback position. He's definitely a great uh, ace in the hole to have your defensive play calling. And I love that he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I, I absolutely, I enjoy that so much. Another guy that we've obviously all seen doesn't really seem to give a fuck about anything. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers get another massive win. But let's talk about, because you are the host of the Man to Man podcast alongside Antoine Bethay, nine years in the secondary in the NFL at corner, slot, safety, you name it. Razul Douglas out of West Virginia, game-winning pick. Not only that, but throughout his time over there, it feels like he has been an igniter. Signed off the practice squad of Arizona after Stephon Gilmore goes down to Carolina in the trade market. What an insane rise to glory this guy has had with the Packers. But they're going to need him. And that's a team that can go. Yeah. That's a team that can go. Talented all, all around that roster. Defense, they're missing probably two of their, two of their best players is Darius and uh, Alexander. But Douglas, since they signed him, since they brought him over, he's been liced out. And uh, Ty asked me the question about him a few weeks ago, like kind of what's – What's the difference here and in other places? You know, Douglas has played a, a long time in this league. He started multiple games for, I want to say, five or six years now. And sometimes it's just been in the right system, right place at the right time. And he's obviously oh, playing with a good group of players as well. Uh, but he's taking advantage of his opportunities. He got away with one at the end, savvy little pull through, fighting on, you know, you push, I pull type of thing, finish the game off. His ball skills, you know, have been tremendous. I don't know how many picks. He, it seems like he got 15 picks this year. He probably only has like five. But he's, uh, he's been balling dominate since been over there at Green Bay. I love to see uh, a story like that, and hopefully it keeps going. But um, Packers got to do something about that run defense, though. Because uh, even with Baker just handed them out like your Oprah meme, uh, they still had an opportunity to win that game. So you got to stop the run at some point down the stretch. Uh, I just had word in my ear, by the way, AJ, update. Uh, that you did take the Bengals and I took the Ravens. So I guess we are tied going in. Ooh. And I don't know how that happens, by the way. Honestly. I have no idea. That can't happen every fucking week. I, I can't. I can't have it. That can't happen. All right. Jeez Louise. Do we have to do Poor the counting Ravens, ourselves? Man. I mean, what is going on out here? Me and AJ. Shout out, shout out Josh Johnson, though. Hey, hell of a career. Hell of a career. I love seeing him. He was slinging the rock, too. That, but the Bengals just got absolutely incredibly hot. AJ, I don't do that on purpose. But look, as soon as I got I an update, I, I literally stopped. The incredible conversation with Darius Leto. Can't have it out there, by the way. Can't no. Have Cannot have it. Not on this program. No. <laughs> Not on this program. All right. 
Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Debo, what the hell is going on with your guy, Justin Herbert? Because all of a sudden they are kind of almost dead in the water after losing to the Texans. Ugly. Ugly win. Uh, no, no, I was trying to make excuses, trying to give some explanations on the Internet yesterday. But, uh, you know, young team, young quarterback, young first-year head coach. But uh, this Chargers team has been inconsistent, man. And this is the, that's the only reason I would say this team – kind of doesn't have a chance to make a real run this year. Now they're on the outside looking in. Obviously, Herbert is, you know, super, super talented, but just too many mistakes, sloppy. Um, the debt isn't there right now, but they got a ton of money to spend this offseason. Um, so I, I got faith in uh, Tom Telesco over there to put it together. The future's still bright in L.A., but, uh, man, that was an <laughs> ugly, ugly loss yeah. to uh, Davis Mills and co. out there in Houston. Dougie Mills, by the way, I took the Bengals as well. So I think I am. I mean, this is, there's a lot going on. Back. That's well, you know, I'm still up one, I think, on you. But you are, you are a little bit. I mean, that is for another time out there. Dougie, nobody could have thought the fucking Texans were going to do no, what they no, did no, to the no. Chargers. That is a massive question mark. And we, we have to figure it out with that Chargers team. They have to figure it out. Because literally, yeah. on the we're going to have the Chargers on the sidebar, but we only have nine things. The the thing that I, I was going to write is, what are the Chargers? Like, what Good are question. they? No How clue. does that, and maybe Dougie Mills is just an unbelievable player, but I, I thought Connor was going to ask you about something you alluded to earlier. And uh, I would like to follow up on it, actually, because I think it is pretty insightful, but I appreciate uh, you mentioning it. The rookie wall, okay? And you said Mac Jones is experiencing that. You feel like from an outsider looking in midway through December. When you think about a rookie season, you go through either their junior, sophomore, whatever year it is in college. Then they go straight into training. Then they have their combine. Then you have your pro day. Then there's the draft. Then there's the rookie camp. Then there's OTAs. Then there's training camp. Then there's the longest season you've ever played in your entire life. Okay, yeah. so all those times where, you know, Aaron was hopping into a waterfall. Mm -hmm. Okay, these rookies were training still at that time to put on their absolute best performance, however, wherever. When a vets get a chance to sleep and chill in the offseason and take some time away or, you know, just hang out, go to the OTAs, take a couple of G days, rookies are still trying to prove it. So it isn't the longest two years of your life are the yeah. last year of college football right into the NFL, especially if you're a player. I mean, that is a long time. What, you're, what you think is the rookie wall for a uh, rookie quarterback is what? You just make simple errors, you get tired, you kind of get lost? Do you think it's other teams figuring you out? Do you think your drive to get better kind of falls off because it's so long and taxing? What do you think it is? I mean, I, w I wouldn't say the drive. You know, I think everybody's trying to, uh, you know, get out there and prove it and, and, and win every week. But like all those things you just said, it's long, especially with Mac Jones. He's going to the playoffs every year. I think he won a national championship. And then you go right into this season. Now you're playing the longest, you know, football season that you've ever played. So it's just it's it's. It's mentally exhausting. It's physically exhausting. You know, you're a quarterback, so he's probably coming in there first thing in the morning, you know, sitting down, having his meeting with Bill. Then he's going into his meetings. But, I mean, it's obviously no excuses. Everybody's going through it. But uh, it's, it's tough, especially as a as a quarterback. You know, you're taking every rep. The game's in your hand every week. Um, and a part of what you said as well, defenses now have a book on you. We know what Mac Jones is. We know what they like. We know what, what offenses, what schemes. We know what he struggles with. So these are some talented defensive play callers and defensive players who are studying the hell out of this film and are used to studying, you know, uh, NFL quarterback film. So it's tough. Uh, I think he's a smart kid. Josh McDaniels is a good play caller, so he'll be definitely be all right in the long run. But right now, you know, it, it, everybody's going in their playoff form, so it's going to be tough for him. 
Hey, Debo, what about all these? Uh, we've seen it all year, but the the underthrown ball, and then all of a sudden we got oh, defensive yeah. pass interference. Are, there, are they going to change anything about that? Or are we just going to continue to see this happen? Bad ball, I, dude. Sick of it. I, I, doubt, I doubt they change it because it's a, you know it's in the offense's favor. You know, and the rules that are in the offensive phase, they, they're going to keep rocking with them. But I, I hate to see I hate to get see quarterbacks getting bailed out for terrible throws, uh, receivers getting bailed out. And so, you see receivers intentionally doing it now. Sometimes oh, they'll yeah. pull the DB into them. Sometimes they'll just jump into the DB. And uh, so I don't think they change it, but it's something that obviously should be fixed. But, I mean, it's a long list of uh, what at NFL officiating <laughs> needs to uh, fix. I've been going to that now. I'm surprised they haven't blocked me yet. They will. I'm going to go to the next every week. <laughs> they will. Walter Anderson's going to block you. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know who this Darius J. Butler is, but I'm sick. Uh, that's a hilarious take there. Hey, any rule that has been put in that benefits the offense, they're not going to take out. That's just like a thought for the world. Any tax that a government puts in, they're never going to take it away. No. Like any tax that gets put in that is money flowing in, they're never going to take it away. Like any rule that helps the offense, never going to take it away. No. That's just the world you got to live in, and you got to make the most of it no matter where you are. We can't thank you enough for joining us, Darius. You're amazing every single week. Appreciate you, fellas. Hey, uh, who's winning tonight? I know you're a big-time Dolphins fan. Favored by on, three man. going into New Orleans. Favored by three taking on Ian Book in the Saints. I, I, I'm with Gump. I would prefer to be the underdog here, but I'll, I'll take him to win. I'll take him to cover. I mean, you got Ian Book. I mean, B. Flow in this defense is going to blitz the shit out of this quarterback. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be fun to watch. I got a Dolphins win and Dolphins cover. All right. We can't thank you enough, ladies and gentlemen. Darius Butler. Appreciate you. Thank you for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes today. Tomorrow's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday should be a good one, especially after that big Christmas Day win. What? Uh, and the NFL never stops, so we shall not as well. We're back, Minana. Can't wait for it. Be a friend, tell a friend. Cheers. Cheers.